Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Wild Magic School Bus. This Dungeons & Dragons podcast may contain fantasy violence, language, and most likely a mimic or two. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. All right, with all that out of the way, let's buckle up and open a back window, because it's time to start the adventure. But it is good to know that Seth Rogen is indeed from Canada. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wild Magic School Bus, the most unprofessional D&D podcast you shall ever hear. I, of course, am your DM, Calvin, and these are players. Say hello, players. Hello, players. As the door opens, out steps Glyph Kazidi. <laughs> and and who are you in real life? I'm Will, playing at Glyph Kazidi. Thank you. Uh, the lizard folk artificer. As the door closes in his face. Your jacket's stuck in it. <laughs> uh, I'm Michelle Piper. I play Kenneth Quinn. Did you say Hugh Jackman's stuck in it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Liz, and I play Ohiana the tiefling bard. I'll explain that. Don't explain. Let the user picture it in their mind's eye what that was. Putting down the bus window a little too far, because we all know they hate it when you put it down too far. TBD jumps out the window and is ready to play. Out of what TBD? Oh, I'm Matt. I had it in my head, and Are you guys good? started laughing too early. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Drew. I'm just glad to be here, and I'm glad you're here, and I want you to know that you are loved, just as you are. I'll be playing Zeph, the dragonborn... Nope. Damn it! Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> Draconian warlock. That's it. Thank you. God, that was good! <laughs> that was oh, so good. good. Thanks, uh, oh, thank you, He Drew. shouts, screams it into the void from okay, under He's yelling the into the tailpipe of the yeah. building. <laughs> that sounds about right. And I'm fake Preston. I'm playing... Lucian. Lucius Pain. Lucius Cocaine, because it's that episode. The Asimar <laughs> Warlock, who's a really happy boy. Yep. 
Preston is happy to be here uh, when he does get here off of work. So we'll hopefully have him at the tail end of this podcast. Uh, before we get into tonight's podcast, I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, an Instagram user who messaged us and thanked us for the show. Uh, let me see if I can find them real quick. So I, cause I want to actually like shout them out because you know, it's nice to like shout out people that follow the show and actually, you know, give a crap about what we do. Berries and carrots on Instagram. Uh, followed the show and told me that they thought it was the greatest thing ever and were super happy to uh, hear this show come out. So we actually have a follower. So now, other than Carrie from Inglewood? Yeah, yep. Carrie Crowder from Inglewood. So. Yep. Uh, but I put their Instagram out there so if people want to follow at some point. We just talked so much cool you had not admitted that it was someone that you knew in real life. I was trying. Cut it. But no, I'm not going to cut it. This is... <laughs> Sorry, Carrie. My B. No, Wait. don't tell her sorry. Tell her thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening, Carrie. Her Thanks, and Carrie. Yeah, her and Kyle. Kyler? Who's the who's Ky- Preston's friend? Kyler? Kyler, yeah. So we've got two people who listen to this now. So thank you two for listening yeah. to this podcast. And I hope you guys are ready because we're about to go into episode 11 of the Godscar Chronicles. What is it? Berries and what? Berries and carrots. I'm following you. You went the wrong way down a one-way street. Now you've got it back all the way up. It's going to be a minute. <laughs> So the last time we were here, the party had regathered after running into a Terran reality with one Khadiv Mudaza, Lord of the Seas, and after making a deal with him to stop these strange magic waters from uh, affecting the town of Copper Cove, they regathered and decided to continue to track down Henry Finlow, who is the perpetrator of the ship explosion on the docks where our party first met. The party discovered that most likely Henry Finlow has made tracks to Mecca City in order to avoid being captured or punished for his alleged crimes. After speaking with Galewyn Tolliver, their newly found rich noble person, uh, Galewyn hooked them up with a ship ride to Mecca City with one Jembar Zahabi, uh, son of the great house Zahabi. Uh, Jimbar invited them onto the Emerald Treader, his massive, his three-masted warship, I guess, and began the uh, 15, what did I say, 10-day journey? 15-day journey? journey. Yeah, it's like two weeks. 15-day journey to Mecca City, where they encountered some weather, some landmarks, and now, one evening, they encounter the attack of pirates. So, we are going to go ahead and get started with our combat, as we have roll, already rolled initiative, and now the fight will begin. Real so. quick point of clarity, uh, this next part is going to be rated R for pirate oh violence. You, if you don't have inspiration, you get it now. Hey, so. do you know why they call them pirates, actually? Why's that? Because they are. <laughs> or what? Oh. A oh, bug in an ear. No, that's oh. not. <laughs> <laughs> Minus inspiration. <laughs> it's not the joke. It's a good try, though. <laughs> All right. So. I'm good at improv, not jokes. Go ahead. How is it that I've been coming to this house for four years and I can't remember which freaking lights do what? 
They change it every week. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, how do you guys rewire your apartment every week? Uh, Actually, none, none of them work. One of them is controlling it with their phone as you do them. Yeah, it's all smart. It's I'm a puppy? Yeah. <laughs> all right. You're going to cut this part out, right? Yeah. No, instead of it being dead air, let's narrate what's happening. Okay. So Calvin has a... Uh, I'll take a picture of it, actually. Yeah. We'll be throwing ooh, it on the gram ooh, soon. Ooh, ooh, put it on the gram. Put it we, on the gram. We will throw it on the... Uh, oh, wow. Media. I like how I like how the ship actually rocks back and forth like it's on the ocean. Yeah. It's we we couldn't buy the rights to it, but we were going to play the song Rock Me Mama like a wagon wheel Yeah, uh, the whole that. time during this airship battle. So actually, we're just going to be doing it a cappella as we play. Okay. Everyone will be picking up when someone has to take... Off to you know. and when it's your turn in the initiative, you pick up in the chorus one last person. Wow. Mm-hmm. I use it mostly for like jewelry and stuff. All right, so with that, let's go ahead and begin our battle. Hey, Michelle, uh, if you have mini figures, go ahead and set them so up now. Lines up with the picture, yeah. Push forward, push forward. No, with your left hand, right hand back, right hand back, left hand forward, right hand, left stomp. There we go. Well, if we quit wiggling. Can you wiggle it with the wiggle up there? And just There you go. Hold on. Can, can you wiggle it just a little bit? <laughs> Take a video of it. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Guys, wiggle. if we stomped on the floor, I bet we could get it to wiggle. Counter wiggle? Watch, watch. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we're definitely you getting seasick are... now. <laughs> That was a good puke. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm a sympathetic puker. Calvin every Saturday night, am I right? Nothing's happening in here. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and. Oh, Hiana, will you go ahead and roll initiative for me for the time that you actually do wake up? Okay. You got this, Liz. Nat 20. <laughs> That's 18. 18, okay. 18 total? 18 total. All right, so we'll throw you in there. We'll get that all lined up. That way, when we do begin, you will actually be awake and ready to go. Go ahead and grab some little minifigures for those of you who don't have one. Minifigures? Yeah, I need a minifig for myself and also for... uh, Preston? Isn't the dragon somewhere in there? Yeah, it's in my little um, chest up there. All right. Yeah, I didn't make mama, any comment. Mama, did you hear that? Yeah, I'm proud of you. Okay. Just go ahead and just dig around the chest. You have to search around here in your little chest. There it is. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh. <laughs> Quit it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Chocolate, anybody? Probably not so little. Drew, chocolate. Oh, no, thank you, though. Real chocolate? What is, what is it? this for? Chocolate? Oh, uh, that's his chocolate? little. Oh, oh, no, thank you. This is mini me. Okay. I mean, it's his, his, his honkulus. Hmm. <laughs> we got the hunk. My honkulus. Do you remember? Gotta have that. Well, little Will hated that. Oh, he's so, so mad. My honkulus servant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What does he look like this week? Mark Wahlberg in his 20s? Ooh. Alright. So, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and begin by setting everybody up where they were when we started. So, I truly don't want to play as Lucia as I've never played a Some of us were still under 
Yes. Where's so the, where's the? You gotta figure out who's who, and then mm. I'll sit. I'll. Where's the stairway from below? For me. Where we pretend. So you are still Lucius. under. And Lucius is still under. So you're not on this um, right now. Currently. Same. This one's Drew. Drew, you are under. Currently. I'm under. Yeah, I've just pulled so him. Him fully under. under as well. He's up here. Yeah, I'm top deck with. You're right there. I'm like halfway out because I did that. Yep, you're out, thing. and I need to figure out what character you are. I'm gonna make you this and guy right crowd. here. So we're gonna put you right there. Okay. There are currently two. There's one up here. And there's this one that came around here, and this one came around here. All right. And then the one below decks in combat with me. Correct. So we'll leave those out of sight, out of mind for now, so that we... <laughs> Nothing. ...know where they are. And then there was the sound of shots being fired mm-hmm. from the other pirate ship over there. So, hmm. we'll go ahead and put our pirates over there. So, top of the round. TBD, you're up, man. Uh, so wait, there's a guy right behind me then? Yes, about ten, uh, yeah, about ten feet behind you, there's a guy who has come up and was attacking, uh, Glyph. Alright, okay, um, I see that, and Mm -hmm. since I was partially out of whatever those things on the ships are called, I'm gonna get out completely. Okay. Uh, and move up towards that guy. Okay. In the end, do the only thing I can do right now, and try to unarmed strike. All right, go ahead and roll for your attack. Uh, 17. 17 hits. Cool. Uh, five. Five, five points of damage. So you just run up and just wah, hit him right in the sternum. You hear a popping sound, he's like, gasps for air, but quickly recovers. As yep. he takes five points of damage. And that is all I can do. All right. End of your turn. Zeph, you are up. Glyph, you're on deck. All right. So what we've seen so far, just to recap this combat with the guy, mm-hmm. um, he, I recognize him as not a sailor, garroted him, pulled him partially into the mm-hmm. stairwell, and then... Mm-hmm. Down a little further, and then now down all the way where he his feet no, no part of him is visible above the top. He stood up. He broke free. Mm-hmm. Stood up. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't attack me, but was attacked by one of my compatriots. He did attack you. He tried to stab you. Oh, did he? With his he had his uh, he had his dagger. Okay, so made an attack. Mm-hmm. Was also hit by one of my compatriots mm-hmm. as they came by. Yep. Um, and I am now. Going to, I think he threatened me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am now going to use my uh, spell, Dissonant Whispers. Okay. So what what everyone from above deck, if they were watching, has seen so far was they saw this this bright like bluish green glow as my armor of Agathis. Uh, runes flared and that mm-hmm. that was created. Yep. And then um, I, think, I think that was I think that was it as far as spells go. And so now, if anyone's watching, they're just gonna see this re- this orangish red glow just start to emanate from that passageway as all the glyphs inside of my mouth light up. 
and he says, Let's see how you like this. Okay. And cast dissonant whispers. Sure. So, so wisdom saving throw of 15. Wisdom saving throw. As a natural 17. Oh, he beats it. Yep. So, he's going to take... Half of seven. Five, three? Yeah. Three damage. Three damage. Yep. Way to blow that spell on something so... Okay. I feel like Dissonant Whispers would be the voice of Gilbert Godfrey telling him something. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's oh, well, one, one, one more D6. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> Make it five. Five points. Okay. Um, so that was that, and I think that's all I got, right? Okay. That's all I get to do. Yeah. That ends your turn as you cast the whispers and you watch as he shrugs them off in the, the adrenaline in his body, probably pushing out most of the fear, but definitely takes an effect on him. Um, mm. Ending. Yeah. Well, that was shit. TBD! Give him hell! Okay. Uh, I wish gl- I could. <laughs> Glyph, you are on deck. Or you're up. Oh, really? Okay. Um, so I'm top deck. But you deck. are on deck. Yes, yes, I'm literally on the top deck. Uh, looking around, there's still the two coming at me. Are they with me now? So there are two right here. One attacked you, one used his movement to get up to you. Okay. Uh, okay. So he hasn't made an attack on you, but the other one is next to you right now. And uh, as he hit you once and then went to hit you again, got punched in the stern by a small boy. Uh, and is trying to figure out, like, which one do I hit now? But before he can react, it is your turn. Yep, okay, okay, um... Uh, okay, because this won't impose a disadvantage on anything, I'm gonna look at the one right in front of me and clap my hands, and I'm gonna cash... Uh, not clap my hands, sorry. I'm gonna reach into my pouch real quick, I'm just gonna tell him, hold on, one moment, my turn, uh, pull out my acidic round, and just... Mm-hmm. And see if I can get... So that's a bad guy as well, yes? That is, yes. So this one and that one? These two and that one, yes. Okay, um, I'm gonna risk an opportunity attack from one. Cause okay. I'm gonna come about like this. Okay. So He's I can definitely f- gonna take his attack of opportunity. That's fine. He can do that if you'd like to. That is a sixteen hit. Wait, you uh, stayed within the melee, didn't you? No, I didn't oh. stay within oh, that okay. guy's melee. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, nope, that ain't gonna hit. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna fly at Tasha's Cossack Brew in a line, and I'm gonna hit both of them. I'd like you to make a dexterity saving throw, please. Uh, um, these two? Uh, that one and that one. So okay. I'm basically this way, far and that yep. way. First one rolls a natural 18. Second one rolls 11 plus 1. Uh, 12. Right on. So that uh, the second one takes 5. Well, actually, no, they don't take any damage yet. Uh, so the one that failed is covered in acid mm-hmm. uh, until he either uses his action to get rid of it, Ooh. Uh, and if he does not, then he takes 2d4 damage at the top of his turn. Ooh. So remember that okay. first turn. And then a uh, bonus action, I'm going to have Pothole uh, kind of stay within melee mm-hmm. of this guy, but come a little bit closer to me. Okay. And he's going to do his uh, rending strike with his, uh, uh, I think I called it a flail. I think it, I think that was what it was. Uh, but either way, Flail comes out of his uh, non-shielded arm, and he's going to try and bash that guy in the skull. Sure. So Go ahead and roll for an attack. Yep, 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 yep. Come on, pothole. Uh, it's Big a natural money. 19, so I don't... That's definitely going to hit. Yeah, I'm not even worried about what the plus was on that one. And it's going to be a damage. Ooh, four plus... Uh, two, seven points of force damage applied Jeez. to his cranium. Yeah, that's going to hurt him. That's... 
Pothole rushes up, takes out the phone, hits him, uh, hits the same guy that TBD is now engaged with. This guy is now, his target's gone, and now he's dealing with two smaller creatures that are uh, definitely not what he expected to fight here uh, a second ago. So, Pothole, thanks. End of your turn. It is now the. It's now some of their turns. Uh, the first one is going to be the pirate that is down with you. Um, Let's he's, get this over with. He's going to go ahead and first attack. He's going to take his uh, his sword and take a slash at you because he can. That is a six. That's going to fail. Uh, but he's also, as this is happening, because he knows he's been marked by the archer, who's also down there, so he's going to simultaneously flip his dagger to the blade and throw it at you. That's rude as hell. That is a... 18 plus 2 is a tw- unnatural 20. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. You're going to take... Ooh, six points of piercing damage. Rude. As <laughs> it lands in the meat of your leg as you had like crouched down to fire and it, and it stabs right in there. I'm a uh, but he does not have uh, his dagger anymore so I'll take that into account. Uh, that's going to end his turn though. Next is going to be that bad guy. He's going to go ahead and reload a crossbow bolt and fire. Uh, he's going to fire at the guy who's being hairy, who's being harried by two other individuals. So he's going to fire at TBD because he just saw his first friend get obliterated is by Is that TV. the acidic one? Or is no. the other one the acidic That one? is... No. First one... Wait. Succeed, failed? Did I say that? Succeed, acid. failed? Or first failed? first, first one succeeded, second one failed. So he has acid. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... No... And not the good kind. What matters more, his pain or <laughs> our pain? <laughs> what kind of that? No, if it's acid, he's definitely going to be a guy that, like, wipes okay, it off furiously. Yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't just... Through the, Worth it. Just like work made through the so he's going to use his action to take the acid off, All right. uh, which is going to end his turn there. Sweet. All right. Um, next up is going to be because you're still asleep. We have to wait till the top of the round. We have to wait till the bottom of the round for you to roll. Okay. So we're skipping your turn this time, and is now so it's now the. Ship bandits turn. So they're going to go ahead and no. spend their actions firing the harpoons. So they're oh, going to fire no. two ship shots bandits. at the ship. <laughs> first shot misses with a natural one. Second shot with a three. So the first, you hear the first one, the coil of rope as the harpoon flies, but in this kind of like semi-darkness with really no moon out to really kind of illuminate anything, you see, you feel really the sound of this harpoon fly across the front of your ship and just over the edge. And as that happens, you hear as something snaps and you hear the shout and cry of people uh, reacting to something breaking on that side. Because a natural one means that that ballista is broken. See, I thought with the natural one, you were going to two towers it and one of his own guys was just going to get run through. Yes, that uh, I thought about it, but it makes more sense for the ballista to blow up. So. They they didn't tie it on the other so end. Could, and their crew, there's in their turn. It is now... The crew of the Emerald Treaders turn. Oh, so yeah. they have now awoken, and so they are going to go ahead and take their turn. So at this point, you can imagine now the ship is beginning to become overrun with individuals, as uh, not so much necessarily you guys battling just for like three or four people, but the ship is now becoming overrun with like crew of both ships because it is a full on think Pirates of the Caribbean swings from both sides. So this is the oh, crew a long of the, fall. the crew of the Zahabi are going to spend. Their turns mostly, unless you guys give them specific instructions, they're going to spend their turns c- attacking the pirate ship and also repelling the pirate crew. So yeah. 
basically adding they're going to increase or decrease dcs on different things but essentially it's going to be a full-on battle with these two crews unless you intercede and say hey specifically do this thing for me mm-hmm. so is there someone manning the helm uh the wheel yeah there was there was a sailor up there he is dead um, the, the night shift was all killed by these pirates, but now the real crew has awoken thanks to the alarms yelled okay. by most of you. So now it is in full swing, the ship's under attack type Do stuff. Do how he um, talks about the night crew like that? That's like harsh. Working they, were, on the night crew. they were slaughtered. Um, so that's going to be their huh. turn to basically repel the pirates and try to like keep their ship from being overrun. Which will then lead to Jembar's turn. Jembar is actually going to come out of his captain's quarters at this point and see that. Where's my character for him? Work. Jembar is going to step out of the captain's quarters and realize that the ship's under attack. So he's going to do what he does best, and he's going to rage. Oh, he's oh, a barbarian! And you watch as he as he turns around, sees what's going, and grabs his. Uh, the the Kugri on his back and pulls it and you watch as the kind of black and aquamarine tattoos across his left arm suddenly start to flash with energy as he pulls the sword out and with uncanny ability leaps the 10 feet up and lands on the guy who crossbowed and you you see like levels and he goes get off my ship and he goes for a push attack so he's going to go ahead and roll that's uh, going to be a natural 16 against this guy's save. Fail. So he's going to get pushed 10 feet back. Nice. 5, 10. Whee! And you guys watch as Spartan kicked ooh, off the railing, bent, bends over like an L ship as he hits the railing. His body continues with momentum, propels him over the edge. Oh, I love and when Wil- they do that. Oh. Wilhelm scream style. Yeah. Go. Ah! And when they do that, their their spin kind of quickens as the top half like yep. and then the back half gives, and they're like, "Yep." And so he is spiraling into the darkness. Nice. We'll we'll see what happens to him, but that is going to be Jembar's turn as he turns around and starts shouting orders to the crew, uh, and basically rousing the rest. We are in full swing now, ladies and gentlemen. Kitty Quinn, you're up. Oh shoot! Oh beans! All right. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and try to hit the one uh, that just attacked me, who's uh, also Hunter's Mark. That seems like it makes sense. Oh, that's a nat 20. Yeah, so hit. yeah And absolutely. it's Hunter's Mark, so this is bound to be yeah. pretty Warrior decent. Damage. All right. Oh, um, 14. Oh, shoot. It's going to be a lot. 24, 28 points of damage. Oh, Rangers yeah. are awesome. So basically, you get stabbed in the knee with your dagger, yank it out, reload your arrow, fire your shot as the arrow barrels towards him. He's still facing uh, Zeph and takes an arrow straight to the back of his knee and his head hits the side of a crate and just you hear the sickening crunch of his head Welcome. caving in. All right, I'm going to try to get up the stairs. I don't know how much movement that uh, costs me. How much movement do you have? Uh, 30. I okay. feebly reach out and go, heal me, heal me. <laughs> I'm going to shake you off. I don't have nothing, buddy. You're now on the top of the stairs. Where's that? Right up there? Okay. Um, I would like to transfer my Hunter's Mark to this guy because I can see him. Okay. So you transfer Hunter's Mark. It is now on that gentleman. Uh, That's my turn. All right. Ending your turn. Give me just a second. I got to kill this guy off my initiative count. After Kenneth Quinn, it is now their turn. So these two are going to go ahead and take their turns. Two more swing over from the other ship. How close is that ship now? 
uh, probably 30, 45 feet away. Okay, gotcha. uh, the one harpoon that stuck did pull them close together. Uh, it's not, you know, they're not butted up against each other, yeah, yeah. so it is not. It, some of them are still like swinging and having to swing back because it's definitely up in the air and still pretty pretty chaotic. But two of them did do successfully make it. That is ending their turn. It is now Lucius Kane's turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where's Lucius? I don't even know where he is on this Lucius map. Lucius Kane is being played tonight by Michelle. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. It's my turn. Lucius Kane. Sounds just uh, like him. I'd just like to Eldridge Blast whoever I can Eldridge Blast. Uh, he's currently under the deck right now. Ah, oh, beans. Well, then he'll he's, make his way yet. 30 feet of movement. He's going to put him right about here. I reach yeah, out and out. say, heal me. I can't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, you know what? Hold on. Wait, hold on. I just saw that he had this. <laughs> Use all his spell slots. Uh, you know what? That's what I'll do. Since you're asking for healing, uh-huh. it's not much, but he is going to use his racial trait, healing hands, to give you three hit points. Thank you. That is almost double, so that works. <laughs> and that oh, is God. what he does. He has a racial oh. healing hands. That four. Yes. Oh, makes sense because he's an angel ber- person. Huh. Preston just doesn't like us, so he's never used it. I mean, race-wise, that makes sense, but character-wise, that does not make... That's all right. We won't worry about it. I'll allow it. You can't shake where you come from, man. He's got a baby. He gives free money. He has plans in the future. It will make sense. I hope it does, because it it really doesn't. Um, But yeah, yeah, so he rushes... (laughs) He, can, can we roleplay that as I simply reach yeah, out and so like drag it out of him? Because of essentially, my... as he runs by, he kind of looks at you and goes like, um, "I'm so sorry. I don't. I don't know what to do." And as he kind of stands there, like with empty hands, you watch as like he stops and goes, "Could, could you, just this one time?" And then you just hear, you just feel this cold start crawling up your legs as you watch the smoke that usually hangs off his body starts to crawl up your body. And that cold sensation seems to kind of ease some of the aches and pains that are in yours. Yeah, uh, icy hot. Yeah, well, you feel, you feel better, but uneased at the same time. <clears throat> as he's like, okay, cool. And then runs up the uh, steps. Sweet. All right, ending Lucius, with that. Lucius's turn. It's on top of the round. Is now the two ships. The ships are going to fire upon each other. Now the, sh- the crew are. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Go ahead. Please. We'll go ahead and roll please, and please. see if you can wake up. So go ahead and roll for perception check. Please. Given, I think twelve is the base. You yelled, so that's uh, it's now at a ten. So a perception check for a ten, please. You got this, Liz. Here we go. Okay, it's a fourteen. Hey. You are woken up by the sound of firing cannons as Ooh. the. First ship is going to go ahead and fire its two uh, ballista at this ship to try to harpoon it. Those are both successes, both natural 19s. So two more <laughs> land and begin to pull the ships together as they're starting to now, the gap is beginning to close, so more pirates are beginning to get ready to board the ship. Meanwhile, the uh, Emerald uh, Treader is going to fire its cannons as you hear... <laughs> Two cannons fire. Natural three and a 15, so the 15's gonna hit. (laughs) So it's going to do. Oh boy. One. That's crazy. (laughs) It's going to do uh, 16 points of damage to the pirate ship. So, as a note, the pirate ship does have hit points, as does the Emerald Treader. So. The more that they fight each other, the more damage they'll become. So if there's ever a moment where you want to aid in the damage of another ship, we'll also aid in the fact that there's less people coming out of the ship. So Is the ship level 3 as well? What's that? 
No, it is not level three. Um, but it does have stats, so just don't get hit by it. Um, all right, so it's going to end the ship's turns. It is now TBD's turn with Zeph. You're on deck. Yay, TBD. Uh, I see Pothole on the other side of this dude, and mm-hmm. the dude's kind of like looking back and forth. Yep. What's going on? Where is this little guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do the only thing I can do again is try to unarm strike him. All right, so go ahead and take an unarm strike. Uh, 17. 17's going to hit. Cool. Uh, seven points. Seven points of damage. You keep whacking away at this guy as he's like, ah, quit it! Kick his shin. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Just, eh, eh. <laughs> very, uh, very uh, Home Alone style. Alright. Mm-hmm. End of your turn. Zeph, you are up. Alright. Well, this is gonna be ge- big, guys, okay? Zeph casts Mage Armor on himself. Okay. Little bright lights of red just mm-hmm. all over his, uh, his exposed body, and uh, that's all he's going to do. Maybe peek his head up just a little to okay. check out. So you can begin to move towards the towards yeah. front there? Yeah. You just see basically chaos on the on yeah. the ship. Swords flashing, uh, d- cries of battle. It is, it's it's happening. Mm-hmm. Alright, end of your turn. Glyph, you are up, my dude. Right, um, looking at things on uh, the deck, and the fact that we've got more guys around us that may be of uh, use, I kind of would like... Mm, yep, I'm gonna do it. It's close enough. Uh, can I see the other ship? Any yeah. like distinguishable features? Sure. Like the main mast, maybe. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, then what I'm gonna do is uh, uh, expel the acidic cartridge, put it back in, and I'm just gonna draw a little line along the barrel real quick, and it kind of has a little bit of a smoky texture to it, and I'm going to fire a created bonfire uh, right at the main mast. So, okay. Yes, create a bonfire on ground, so I guess at the base of the mast. Sure. Uh, on ground that you can see within range, which is within 60 feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, a magic bonfire fills a five-foot cube. Any creature in the bonfire's space when you cast a spell must succeed on a deck saving throw or take 1d8 fire damage. So, the inanimate ship. It's a ship. Yes, okay. <laughs> so it takes... Two points of fire damage as it's on damage. fire. As yeah. a little fire erupts uh, on the mast and slowly begins to burn, we'll see if the crew notices or does anything about it. Yes. Uh, bonus action, uh, Pothole is going to swing away again, trying to continue to help Tabidi. That's uh, 17 to hit. 17 hits. See and swing away, Pothole. 10 points of damage. 10 Jeez. Old boy, don't oh, he's flail. Looking, he's looking hurt. He's getting beat up by two small critters and not happy yeah. about it. At a combined six feet tall. Yep. Uh, it's now going to be uh, his turn, actually. He's <laughs> nope. going to go ahead and swing at the small child who's kicking him, because that's not fun. So, first attack's going to be with his sword. It's, uh, it's four plus aggressive. three is seven. No. Okay, that's going to miss. No. Swings above my head, I no. duck. He swings over your head and goes, right, small. And then he goes and stabs down with a dagger for a uh, ten. <laughs> no. Yep, doesn't misses that. It misses that too. So it's just freaking blow. Like swing away. Uh, it looks really cool to them, but to everybody else, you see this guy who's like bloodied and beaten, just like, like haphazardly, like throwing himself into the swing, and to be just like stepping out of the way. But to me, things looks really cool. That's like you're moving at one and a half speed. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. ending their turn. Okiana, you're awake. You're up. What are you doing? Um, <clears throat> if through. this is possible. Yes. So. 
as she's awakened out of her slumber, uh-huh. she immediately jolts up out of her hammock yep. and goes to the window to peek outside. Sure. She sees that the other ship is very close. Yes. And so um, as it's 15 feet away, um, okay. according to this map, it is 15 feet away. That's fair. She yep. casts Thunderwave out the window to attack um, the other ship. Okay, so you're damaging the ship directly? Yeah. Nice. Okay, okay so like go that. ahead and uh, go ahead and roll your damage for that. Okay. Hmm. Well, she's had six turns to think yeah. it over. <laughs> Liz, I like your logic. I feel like it's a crappy pirate ship, so what's the point in trying to save it? Let's just... Yeah, no, that's fair. It. But don't damage it too much. We could have a pirate ship and break his entire storyline. Eh. <laughs> we could. Oh, my I'm, God. I'm assuming that the ship cannot make a con save. I bet we could go back in time with that pirate ship. It's a ship. Cool. Um, so 14 points of damage. 14 points of damage. Okay, yeah. We get the ship up to 88 knots per hour. <laughs> That's um, gonna, yeah, all right. And cool. then um, I'd like to use my bonus action to get up to the top level. We can use your movement, and you are... So we're gonna put you right back here. You're not technically on the deck yet, but okay. there are still two people in your way. Cool. So they are kind of she reading you. As she passes, I reach out and say, "Heal me." <laughs> <laughs> mm, not this so turn. Um, okay. I don't have changed, sir. Drew, you right. are the blind so guy in every New Testament the Bible story. <laughs> pirate crew's turn. Pirate crew is going to go ahead and roll check see if they notice your fire. Let's be fair. I've had like staff medics my okay. whole life. So instead of instead of firing their one of them is going to take its his turn to reload the ballista and try to fire it. Um, the other one is going to because his ballista is broken. Take his turn to put out your fire because he does notice he rolled fourteen. Make a DC fourteen. Okay. What what kind of save? Dex. To dexterously try and put out the fire. That's a 13, it fails. Haha, it's still on fire. Idiot. This guy can't even put a fire out. Now his pant legs are singed. Okay, the other one's gonna go ahead and fire uh, his ballista at. He's gonna fire at the ship. Who's reloading this ballista? He is the pirate. The mm. pirate up there is. He's taking his whole turn to do like mm-hmm. all of his. It takes stuff him is, forever. This dude's yeah. a ballista intern. Mm. Yeah. Um. So it's gonna be. That's gonna hit. That's good. He applied for mess hall, and he said, well, we've got an opening in Ballista. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, Ooh, 15 trying points to get of damage to the Emerald Treader as he fires the Ballista, <laughs> and it hits the side of the... Actually, it's funny. It happens right after you cast your spell, so as you turn to leave, the window behind you shatters, and a, a bolt fires through and hits into the wood uh, behind you. So it's pretty close, but not close enough. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be their turns. It is now... It is now the crew of the ship, Zahabi's crew. Um, So they're going to go ahead and spend their turn firing the cannons, unless anyone needs them to do something in particular. Nar. Wait. No, I think that sounds good. Fire cannons? Yeah. yeah. I think we're all on team kill the ship. Heal me! (laughs) (laughs) One of them probably could. One of them's going to cast Cure Wounds on you. So but that as means you, that as you shout that, you see one of them turns around and points to a man who's wearing the same kind of like the the same kind of like uh, like with the white uh, cloth. But for some reason, the rest of them, you know, carrying the same uniform. This one seems to have a, stri- uh, a symbol of a, a pendant with a symbol on it. And he rushes over you, clutching it, and begins to kind of like mumble under his breath as he places his hand on you. He's going to cast your wounds, and I believe that is. Give me just a second. I got to remember how cure wounds works. It's full restore. <laughs> well, for him, it actually might be because it depends on how much. The effects of two long rests. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so it's first of so one d eight plus his focusing modifier. 
So you get... Uh, you get four points of healing back. Perfect. Wasn't great, but he did his best. Awesome. Thank Thanks. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be that one, and they're going to fire one shot because they spent their time helping Zeph. One shot with a natural 20! Nice. Two shots. Ooh, that was actually pretty good. Ooh, gosh. 38 points of damage Ooh. to that ship as ooh, they fire another cannon volley as it begins to splinter into that one, uh, tearing through, actually breaking one of the smaller masts off of the pirate ship, causing it to start, like, splintering and, like, falling. Uh, that ship's looking hurt now. Don't hurt uh, it too much. We want that ship. <laughs> okay. End of Zahavi's turn is now Jembar's turn. Jembar is going to go ahead and land. He's going to run down here. Run over to this guy, see he's there, and gonna do... He's kind of on a tear here, so he's just gonna do what he did again. He's gonna do another shove attack. He's gonna try to push that guy off his ship. I love it. So he's gonna do that. Get off my plane. (laughs) Mm, Didn't work that time. He swings his hand, like, backhand this guy into the... uh, into the open air, but the pirate ducks at the very last moment, and he kind of smashes it into the wood and kind of like splinter some of it off in his anger. Um, he's going to go ahead and take his second attack because he has two attacks, and that one does succeed. Yeah, as he swings and misses, but then like reaches and grabs him by the collars. The guy's like, whew, grabs him and yeets and just <laughs> throws him one-handed up and over uh, the edge. Nailed that it. That guy's gone as well. Yeet. All right, and he's. Uh, if you're strong, man, that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna shove people off your. I took a page from Drew's book of like, what would Drew do if he was an uh-huh. angry, if he was Lotar right now? Mm-hmm. He would just push people off the ship. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> all right. Except you're rolling well, and it's actually yeah, I'm actually rolling pretty well. Yeah, yeah pretty cool. well. That's well, cool. they're rolling pretty terribly, okay. to be honest. Uh, Kenneth, you are up. All right, sweet. Obviously, the one that's Hunter's mark. We're gonna go ahead and just hit him again. We're just gonna keep picking him off. All right, okay, all right, let's go. Um, that's an unnatural twenty to hit. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. hits. Mm-hmm. Um, three, uh, eight points of damage. Eight points of nothing damage. Nothing crazy, and then... Oh, nothing crazy, just eight points. I mean, you know, it's and I'm nothing. probably gonna move back over here. Okay. Okay. Turn. Done. End of your turn. It is now these pirates' turns. Well, this one... I'm trying to remember this one here. He's going to go ahead and rush up here, because he sees you causing chaos, and he's going to go ahead and take his attack... And he has advantage because he's flanking with his partner. First hit is a 13. Hit. Yeah, 13 to hit. Don't do it. Nope. Don't Same do it, mate. There we go. Uh, 17 to hit. On me? Yeah. Doesn't hit. Okay. You swing it away. Styles. Uh, but just glancing off of your uh, body armor as it doesn't seem to take an effect on you. So Better not chip was- it. It's a terrible roll on his turn. Uh, it is now the Hunter's Marked one. He's taking some shots from you, Ohiana, so he's uh, just going to do what he does best, which is hit everybody Kenneth. that's... Sorry. Kenneth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at Ohiana there. He's just going to go ahead and take two attacks. One on uh, Kane, Lucius Kane, because he's there. Uh, you're not out fully yet, so we're not going to do you. First one. It's an extra 19 on Lucius Kane. Mm-hmm. He turns and it hits the coffin. Three, five points of piercing damage or slashing damage to Lucius Kane. Second attack is going to be on you because you're right there. The dagger, mm-hmm. natural 18, so an unnatural 20. Yeah, you finally did it. 
Uh, actually, shield. No, you didn't. <laughs> yep, nothing's hitting with you. They're just swinging away wildly, and you're just ducking and dodging every shot because, of course, you. Now the glyphs are lighting up, and they don't know mm -hmm. what the hell's going on. Yeah, it's it's pretty overwhelming for them. Lucius it's like came. trying to hit a raver with those light gloves yep. on. <laughs> it's now Lucius' turn. You ever tried to do that? All right, real Never cool. In my life. <clears throat> well, Lucius is probably just gonna Eldritch blast the person that's in front of him. Uh, he's in melee with him, so that is a disadvantage. That's true. Um, you know what? Great point that you just made right there. Thank you. Uh, he'll blast this one. Okay. Sure. Um, I mean, it's not great. Uh, 15 to hit? 15 hits. 15 hits? All right. You don't have a lot of great armor on. Five points of damage. Five points of damage. <laughs> This dude's looking like Boromir. And yeah, they're starting to. Yeah, they're starting to look. All of them have taken a lot of hits, and the ones that were healthy got yeeted over the side. So they're still at full health for right now. Yeah, for about seventeen more seconds. For a few more seconds, yeah. Until all their health falls out their oh, butt. Yep. I forgot we're in the air. Yeah, all right. <laughs> a mile in the air, also. How I'm expecting are the guys to like climb uh, back but, up. But, about a mile, somewhere in there. Like, so, yeah, not, so five thousand feet. So it's gonna take yeah. them a minute to die. <laughs> it's it's gonna be a few minutes before they're like, I think I'm gonna, and then dead. Yeah, then it'll hit them. All right, uh, top of the round is now the ship's turn. The ships are going to go ahead and do what they do best. Keep moving. Two shots. Both hit on... We shot what? Uh, two ships from... Uh, two shots from the Emerald Treader. We're going to take their two hits. Oh, that's a satisfying sound. Yeah. Uh, 19, 19 points of damage on those hits. Nice. And one ballista shot from that one because one of them is damaged. It's gonna go into fire and it hits. Taking 10 points of damage to the Emerald Treader. So, both ships looking pretty tore up now as, as cannons are firing and wood is splintering. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty hectic battle going on up here. Nevertheless, TBD, you are up, my dude. Uh, apparently, I can headbutt too. Yes, you can. <laughs> so, I am going to do that. All right. <laughs> You're done punching knee. You're going up for the head. Uh, headbutt his knee. Sixteen. Sixteen hits. Sweet. So scrappy. Uh, six points. <sighs> Matt, do you use a gust of wind to get your body high enough to headbutt him in the nose, or how do you do that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> straight, like straight too. up in it. Not like Precisely. up and like run into, but you just go straight up and it like catches him, which is even worse because he's oh, even yeah. upwards battering. Like ramp. meeting like an un yeah, it, yep. tears in his eyes. Um, he's also really <laughs> he's hurt real bad. Finish he's him off, having, He's not having a good day right mm -hmm. now. Um, but yeah, so that ends your turn. Uh, can I just double check? Sure. Yes. All right, Zeph, you're up. All right, Zeph, Zeph's going to take a quick glance over at his buddy Tabidi and just, like, you know, a little burst of pride as he sees how well mm -hmm. this guy performs. Mm -hmm. And he's going to just go a little bit uh, up a little bit further, just enough to get a good shot off oh, on dude. the... Um, yeah, can you put... Uh, I kind of... So you, this is the top of the, okay. the walkway, so you now have... I would say you have 15 feet of movement. From right. here to so, go somewhere else. So he is going to um, use his uh, packed weapon in, uh -huh. in his left hand uh -huh. to um, skewer, like send a like uh, a chain whip, basically, into this sailor here. Yep. Um, 
And then with his other uh, packed weapon in his right hand, he's going to aim for the mast above him. Mm-hmm. Or not the mast, but the cross yep. bar. And um, he's going to pull himself, like basically retract the chains on both at the same time. Uh-huh. Pulling oh, nice. himself into the air and the other guy dragging him up into the okay, air. Okay, go ahead and make an attack roll. Okay. Go. Yes. Does this mean what I think it means? I've been doing Did you roll that 20? Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. What's your plus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, still that's, just, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just your thing, man. I've been doing that the whole time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> retroactive some six. Oh, so eight. Did you roll? Oh, sure. Yeah. What'd, you, what'd you roll? <gasps> An eight. Yeah. This is. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Yeah, you fire your packed weapon, but it misses. It goes wide. Um, go ahead and roll to attach to the ship if you'd like. Yes. Please. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and do that as a separate roll. It's also an eight. Also an eight. So, yeah. so you also miss both. Eight. They they go wide. You kind of misjudge in the darkness out here. It's kind of hard to see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I'm still a little still a little jacked up from getting um, almost murdered. As, as a note, <laughs> as a note, this can be illuminated a little bit more if you ask on the crew's turn to do something about that. I will throw that out there. I know that you don't know what they're capable of, but there is a way to illuminate the battlefield a little more. Okay, if, yeah. If he just goes. So. He just goes. Fuck! I need more lights. <laughs> So we'll we'll make note of that uh, as I go. Wait, uh, am I allowed to yell fuck? Yeah, you did. You just you did. did. So it's fine. Like, what's, what's what? Hey, I put it in every content warning. Content warnings okay. are in the okay. every every description. Okay. Um, all right, Glyph, you are up. Right. Um. So the first guy had a little bit of trouble with that bonfire. I'm mm. thinking I'm gonna create a second one on the ballista of the guy that's operating still. Okay. So, we're just gonna... Okay, so you fire it. Uh, gonna make a dexterity saving throw the, for the... The ballista, yes, that inanimate piece of wood. It's it's a ballista, so no. Yeah, nailed it. Literally nailed it. So yeah, the base of the ballista is now just, also on fire. Just and it's a five foot like, yeah, five square, foot so it's yeah. a pretty big Bursting fire. in flames. Yep. Uh, the guy immediately is like, would you put that fire? And just notices now there's one under him. It fires everywhere. It's crazy. Sorry, mate. Hey, pothole. And he's gonna, you know, see if he can do it. Uh, huh, 11. 11's not hit. Boom. He swings for this stumbling, bleeding pirate who probably can't stand for another 30 seconds and misses, just whiffs. Yeah, and I just hear, like, the... It's a lot of blood, but just aim for, like, the middle of him. <laughs> Okay, it is now that the biggest mass of blood. <laughs> it is now that pirate's turn. It's gonna go ahead and mm-hmm. <sighs> he's gonna swing for Tabidi because that's the only one who's been hitting him. That's what he's gonna do. That is a fifteen hit. Nope. Gosh dang! Can I use my? Oh, no, no you can't. <laughs> Dagger. Apparently, I have 16. a bonus unarmed strike this whole time, and I didn't realize. Oh, bonus action could have been unarmed striking, but he's so he probably could have been dead. Probably would have been dead already. Well, um, you're learning. You're a little guy. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a learning process. Uh, this you're is 16 just discovered hits. it. Uh, yeah, meets. Hey, oh, real goodness. quick, Pothole's gonna <laughs> use his steel defender ability to impose disadvantage on that attack. Because <laughs> he's within five feet of the attacker. That was an F19, so it still hits. Dang it. Sorry, buddy. You take four points of piercing damage as he finally hits you, staggeringly gets you with his dagger. Uh, it doesn't really hurt. I mean, it hurts, but it wasn't a great shot as he's like stumbling to stay up. Uh, ending their turns. Oh, Hiana, you are up. Sweet. Um, you said I'm most the way up the stairs. Yeah, I would say uh, you're you're pretty much all the way up there. You were blocked by them, but they have cleared the well. Yeah. 
Cool. You can get up now. Could I look vaguely to my right oh, and see goodness. this guy that TBD and um, Pothole. Pothole, yes. Sure. Um, and I would like to uh, cast Ray of Frost at them. Okay. Is it a, it, he's in within melee of you, so as you come up onto the deck, he is right there by the entrance, so it is melee. If he's in melee, it's a disadvantage, so you'd have to move away if you want to. Well, see, I was thinking I would be still down, like, partway down the stairs. Sure, but that's more of a the- thematic idea than a mechanical idea, because in order to get up, you have to get past, like, they're in front of it. So it's kind of, they have, nobody's spread out, so it's just kind of a cluster right in front of the entrance of the stairs. Okay, so, so I was thinking I was, like, halfway up the stairs, and I could see, like, my torso was, like, above, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was... It's how it I was in my brain. I will say, if you want to use movement to back down and fire, or if you want to try to make a athletics check to get up, athletics or acrobatics, your choice, to get out of the ship's hold and get up onto the deck proper. <laughs> um, I'll take partial movement to go slightly back down okay. the stairs. So, so you retreat back way. down the steps. Yep. Which... Mm, I will throw this other caveat in there. If you back down, he will get partial cover because you are backing down and not having a clear shot, so it'll give him plus to his AC, so it's not terrible, okay. but it is it, it gives him a little bit of a bump to an AC because I have to pick one or the other, because otherwise right. it's just, people would be hiding and just mechanically speaking. No, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, that's Okay, fine. so that's fine. Kay. So he, is a, he has ACs of 17 now, so go ahead and roll. Okay. Um, that's a 21. That Jeez. definitely hits. Yeah. Oh my hey, Ray partial cover is nothing. Uh, yeah, Ray yeah, Frost right. is verbal. Liz, what do you say when you? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh oh. Do you have something, Liz? This is why we have the sensor warning, right? Do you have something? It's, it's just delightful for, Liz. for us, Liz. I hope this freezes your fucking balls off. Oh. Mmm, uh, delectable. <laughs> As she fires the ray of frost. Yeah, Go ahead and roll your damage. Okay. Crispity. Crispity. Eight. Ooh. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Eight points of damage? Eight. Yeah, Eight. so as you say that, you clench your hand in the air and watch as the ice kind of crawls up the stairs and strikes into this gentleman. Uh, doesn't look like it hits him, but you watch him as he kind of like... And then begins to fold in on himself, as indeed his balls were frozen. Uh, oh, no. Nice. No. His whole two health is gone. As Rest in peace. One each. Now we know it's cannon, a pirate's testicles, or each one hit point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good job. All right. End of your turns. It is now. The crew's turn. The crew is going to go ahead and acknowledge your request to light the ship up. So you watch as across the edges of the ship along the railing, you watch as there's particular areas where all of a sudden these little kind of like metal tubes that were attached to it spin and face upright. And as they do, they reveal these magical lights that are embedded in them where the lights begin to appear on the edge of the ship, kind of illuminating things around you. So any disadvantage that would have been caused by perceptions or anything else like that are now negated, so. Uh, I yell out, great job. We're gonna have to talk about order of operations after this is over. (laughs) (laughs) It's called PEMDAS. It's actually really important. It'll be end of your turn is now Jimbar's turn. Jimbar is going to go ahead and hmm. He's going to go ahead and throw a javelin 
at the other the other guy. Oh my gosh! No beans. On a chain, so we can pull it back and send that guy into the abyss. Uh, an extra twenty. Yeah, he sends wow. everything into the abyss. Uh, nine points of damage as he takes a spear from his, from the the deck itself and whoo, throws it to the ballista who the ballista operator who is worried about the fire now has his left arm made useless by a giant spear sunk into his shoulder now. Um, yeah. Second attack. Another javelin. Man, with his left hand. That is... He throws this one underhand. 15 is going to hit. He grand shots javelin for a higher... <laughs> Six points of damage. So throws another javelin, which again stabs... Catches the guy in like the lower stomach this time. So that guy immediately goes from like, there's a fire underneath my ballista to there's immense pain in my entire body. He's out, not having a great day. Uh, at all. Actually. That was too easy. Yeah, wait, what's his way? <laughs> yeah, that's too easy. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. All right. And uh, <laughs> Kenneth, you're up. Sweet. All right, all right. Clearly, the one that uh, has his hunter's mark on him, that's exactly what I'm going to go mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's not bad. Uh, 16 to hit. 16 hits. Okay. Because I can move. What's his name from? Um. Elijah. Or no, no, sorry. Uh, eleven points of damage to this guy right here. Jeez. Uh, eleven points of damage. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's yeah. very close. Yeah. Oh, crap. As he gets brained by another arrow shot to the chest. Is that any turn? Um. Yeah. Okay. End of your turn. It is now that character's turn. He's going to go ahead and take a shot at Lucius. And again at Glyph. Shot on Lucius is a 7. That's going to miss. <laughs> shot on... Clearly it didn't Wait, want to hit me. A 7 doesn't hit Lucius? <laughs> nope. <laughs> 16. He is double that. Don't you Gosh, sound silly. dang it. Can't hit you guys for nothing. Scales apparently. never fails. Yep, swinging and missing. Listen, on, I take yeah. all of the hits Absolute for chaos. everyone. <laughs> uh, it is now <laughs> all the bad throws, all the hits. That guy's turn. He's going to go ahead and take two shots on Glyph because he sees that they're failing to hit you at all. It, it, it did take Liz three rounds to wake up, so she also had some struggles. 18? Uh, meets. Finally, seven points of slashing damage from his sword. I feel fine. Mm. Nineteen points of damage, or nineteen to hit. (laughs) Yeah, that hits. With his dagger, four points of piercing damage. I'm all right. I feel fine. Wait, is that right? That ends his turn. Lucius, it's now Lucius's turn. All right. Bottom of the round. It's me, Lucius. Yeah. Feeling silly, goofy mood. Mm-hmm. What's right. happening with your eyes, Lucius? <laughs> They're rolling all around. All of them are lazy. How many <laughs> eyes does he have? <laughs> you can never tell. <laughs> um, okay, so Lucius is going to bane people. Mm-hmm. Um, so three people he can see. So um, how many are here? These two and then two. these two over here? And then two over there, yep. All right. Um, bane, Bane, Bane. So okay. they need to roll charisma saving throws. 15. 15. Success. Fail. Success. Dang. So one of them. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Okay. Um, that's his turn, I think. Oh, yeah. I think that's All right. It is now the ship's turns. They're going to go ahead and fire. 
two shots from the treader. Alright. Oh, wow. 19 and 18. Both hit. Ooh. Holy. Okay. 60 points of damage? 32 points of damage. Uh, However, uh, as the two cannons boom, fire more shots, you watch as one of them splinters into the side of the pirate ship as the other one clips the uh, the helmsman of the other one. The cannonball catches him in the side, basically launches him Oof. into the deck. Uh, the he is immediately crushed, but you see the wheel gets cracked and begins to spin, and the whole ship begins to begins to list as it is now. Like towards us or away from us? Away from you. Okay. Because it spins that way. However, okay. it is still attached by three cables. Mm. So Not a problem. Next uh, next top of the round, it will start causing some issues. So, Alright. TBD, you're up, my guy. Zep, you're on deck. Am I in a spot where I notice this other ship is? Uh, I'd say it's pretty obvious. It's a pretty, it's a pretty big commotion going our, on. Right our here. deck lurching to the side. Yeah. <laughs> Are any of the harpoons and stuff that attach to ours visible to me? Yes. Okay. I go. Oh, that's probably not good. Uh, and I run up towards one. Okay. I assume I can move. Yeah. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, 40. thirty-five. Easy Wait. enough. Yeah. Uh, and then I will. Arm strike. The You're gonna unarm strike it? Yeah, sure. Try to break go ahead, off yeah, go ahead and roll your attack. Uh, uh, 13. 13 hits? Oh, okay. It's a harpoon. It's not, it doesn't have a great AC. It's fair. Uh, five. Five points of damage. Does that knock it out? No. Okay. And then I use my bonus one. Bonus action to unarm strike. There you go. Uh, higher than that. Okay. Uh, and then six points. Six points of damage. So 11 total. Five, five, yes. five and six. Five and six. So eleven. So you and you watch this thing begins to start tearing and pulling as now there's tension on both sides. It's almost out, but it's not quite. You didn't get didn't quite get enough damage. Good try though. Okay. Um Zeph, you are up. Glyph, you're on deck. Call it. Alright, sweet. Uh seeing Tabidi go for the um go for the rope. Zeph is going to run over there and um, create arm blades. Let's say that they're going to be like similar to a, a rapier. Sure. Or a cutlass. I want a cutlass, but I can't find it in the yeah. inventory real quick, but we'll just go with yeah. the rapier. Um, Close enough. Yeah. Just pull that up. Add it here. Okay. So, he's going to attack with two rapiers, them both being light. Sure. He's going to use both so, sorry for the dead air. Let's see, rapier. So I get a plus four to that. Mm-hmm. Um, twelve. Twelve hits. Okay, and that is one d eight plus four. So ten. Uh, yeah, so with that strike, you hit the. You finally snap the metal, and half the harpoon flies off. The the rope dangles away, uh, releasing that one. So, good job. Would I have enough movement for to get to the next one? Mm-hmm. No? You okay. would have you have five feet, which would put you right about here, but you've got another ten feet okay. before you reach that one. Yeah, so I go so. toward it. Yeah. Is that a baddie right next to me there? Yes, that is a baddie right next okay, to you. Okay, can I use my second? You most certainly can. Okay. Sun's got to hit. All right. Uh, 17 to 17 will definitely hit. 
finally. And that's nine points. Nine points of damage. Um, uh, oh my gosh, nine. Yep, he's looking super rough now. That cool. one in particular. Uh, that ends your turn, Glyph. You're up. Right on. Uh, so how many bad guys are still on our ship? Two more. Mm-hmm. These two, both super hurt now. Been been hit quite a bit by different individuals. So. Where do you think? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna scurry five feet closer yes. to the the side so I can mm-hmm. get a line of sight. Uh, yep. So I got that one right there, and then yep. the other one is how far away from me? Five and five. Okay. I'm gonna move this way. Uh, attack of opportunity if you do. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, roll on. Okay. Well, it would be a disadvantage. But I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna try and shoot one of them in the face and okay. tell Pothole to shoot the other one in the face. Sure. <laughs> so first attack at disadvantage mm-hmm. is. Uh, I will se- say, mechanically speaking, Lucius Kane is right here, so he would be in a flanking position. So give you advantage on the on this guy's attack. We'll okay. Straight, yeah, straight roll. roll. I'll let Pothole use that one because on my disadvantage, I still rolled a seventeen. Okay. Easy enough to do. So Pothole's gonna attack with advantage. And okay. he rolled, uh, ooh, 19 plus uh, 25. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. 19 plus 25? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so oh, rifle shot mm-hmm. does, He's oh boy. He's super dead, because that was uh, uh, 17 points of damage yeah, he to gone. the back of the head. Yeah, he gone, son. You got gore all over your face, dude. Yeah. And then the one that Pothole hit, does he max that one out? Uh, 10 points of damage. How does Pothole want to kill this guy? I think, ooh. uh... Like, he took a brief moment to watch what uh, the big good guy was doing and just yeeting everyone off the ship. Yes. And he's going to take the flail, because it's essentially a spike ball and chain, Mm -hmm. and upward velocity it to try and catch him, like, and send him up. In the chain, yeah. Yes, over Uh, the the rail. Doesn't necessarily get enough oomph to lift him off his feet, but the hit sends the man stumbling backwards where he hits the railing and then end over ends himself off the ship. Uh, And he, again, Wilhelm... Wilhelm screams uh, into the abyss. Okay. Ending Glyph's turn. Oh, Hiana, you're up. Uh, scroll through all these dead people now. <laughs> he's dead, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. So I would like to um, use, take half my movement to come the rest of the way sure. back up the stairs. 15 feet. I'm, I got moved. Thank you. Um, and then do I have enough movement to get to one of the sides of one of the ropes? Uh, 10, 15, sure. Cool. Um, and then I would like to use... Um, <laughs> Ray of Frost on that. Okay, yeah. Go see. Go ahead and uh, roll your question attack. mark in that list. Yeah. Ray oh. of Frost? I guess so. <laughs> all my other things are like force damage and yeah. I didn't feel like... You don't want to force it. What does Okiana feel like? I mean, thunder. thunder wave would do way more damage, but it. Thunder, feel the thunder. Oh. Fine, I'll thunder. use I'll use thunder, thunder wave yeah. then. Oh, to yes, you do you, boo. Cool. So, um, it needs to. Just can the rope make a con save? Yeah, sure. Cool. <laughs> it's a rope. It's a rope. I guess you could say the rope con save. Uh, it's a rope. So. Cool. <laughs> so it's gonna take. Eight points of damage. Oh, eight points. Not enough to dislodge it, but it definitely does do some damage as you fire the thunder and it bends the harpoon in. in yeah. Definitely does damage to it. Okay. After Ohiana, it is now the crew's turn. The crew 
We'll is focus gonna, on cutting the gonna, brakes. Gonna take a cue from you guys and go ahead and roll two attacks <laughs> to try to break the ropes. First attack hits. Second attack hits. We'll just see how much damage. First one four. This is gonna break the one that Ohiano was trying to break, and the second one. So one. So not so much damage on the third one. So the one that Ohiana is trying to like break, you see two crew, other crew members run over with these like fishing pikes almost and stab it into the head of this thing and begin to like rock it back and forth. Nice. And you see two more drawing swords beginning to hack away at the like the metal and rope uh, cable that is like holding it, uh, but it is not really doing a whole lot. So uh, we now brings us to Jembar's turn. Jembar is going to walk up to it nonchalantly. And do what he does best, which is make a strength check. It's a natural 19. And with ease, he plants his foot on it and bends the bar until it snaps in half. And then holds it up and looks out at the ship and lets it go. As the ship continues its list, the pirate ship continues its list. And you guys watch as the two bonfires that were had been lit on it are now beginning to start like burning ever faster. And you guys watch as the ship... Begins to list to its side and begin to slowly drift down towards the earth below. You know, I could watch that every night and not get tired. Yep. I just like put my hand on my best mate's shoulder and I say, hey, I started both those fires. As you say that, you hear a as an explosion of some kind happens on the ship and a fireball blows out one of the sides, causing it to list even further as it sinks even faster now. That, that one wasn't me. <laughs> um, Little little as little dragon tear drips down his cheek as he stares at his best friend. Uh, Zeph stares at Glyph, and uh, as you guys are watching this, you guys begin to hear the shouts and cries of the uh, the crew beginning to like raise the ship. Oh, I thought you were talking as about the, the pirates. No, dying. no, you can kind of hear that, but it's deafened by the the crew as they're beginning to like to raise this all night. Uh, <laughs> as they raise their voice in victory. Uh, you two standing on the edge feel giant hands smack your shoulders as Jembar walks up to you and goes, "Now that." was a fight. You are more than welcomed on my ship anytime, my friends! As he turns around and begins shouting orders to uh, everyone else to begin repairs on the ship. So, wait, do you go and check out that ship that just got wrecked down there? Like, do you ever, like, go to see, like, hey, what was going on with them? You know? Uh, are you asking? Yeah, I'll ask Jim Barr. Oh, okay. He begins uh, to answer as a secondary explosion. <laughs> <laughs> he, he glances down at it, looks back at you and goes... It would take time to get to it, and by the time we get there, scavengers will probably strip anything worth value. So that's fair. Uh, are trappers going to be on our asses? Trappers? Ah, the arcane authority. No, they will not be a problem. We are too above. out of range ah, for yeah, what ear, they are. Can they prosecuted international uh, airspace? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, we are out of initiative. You guys made it through your first pirate attack! Woohoo! Here comes another ship. Yeah, here comes another ship. From the other side, a harpoon (laughs) sticks out of Glyph's chest. He's dead. (laughs) Yeah, you were probably... What was your hit points? Ooh, yeah. Not well. I think it was down to three. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Okay, so we are out of initiative. (sighs) So. Let me go ahead and switch everything up. Oh, hit the lights. Yep, go ahead and hit the lights. It was down to three before doing any damage to anyone. Incredible. That's how it works. (laughs) Nope. All right, so. 
As the adrenaline begins to die down, uh, the crew begins to make its way to clean up the remainder of the... uh, Make sure I'm still recording. I am still recording, thank goodness. Um, The crew begins to make its way, picking up the uh, corpses of the pirates that uh, were on the ship that had been attacked or hurt. Um, If you guys want to... Yes. I'd love to investigate. Sure, go ahead and make an investigation check as you loot the body. Loot investigate. I'd like to, uh, maybe we have a discussion about taking shifts on top deck. I mean, no offense to Jimba, but this whole crew kind of got, you know, waylaid. That's a 16? 16. Yeah. Um, Anybody else going to be doing this? Uh, Yeah, well, I'd like to see if there's any, like, symbols or anything, like, indicators Mm -hmm. of where they're from. So you're not looting. You're just just investigating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, with some repairs. Sure, you can have that with repairs. We'll get to that. You're you're looking for valuables, I assume. Well, valuables, but also, like, symbols and things. I just want to make sure if you're... We're multitasking. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I'd like to talk to... um, Gym bar? Sure. About, I mean, we don't have to role play it, but about the power structure that they have on the ship, like how they, how they, uh, elect, or come, how, how does a leader take over? How do they assign responsibilities within a group? You mean? Like organizational. Okay. Which, you're asking, like, who's in charge, or? How do they come to that agreement, like, yeah. Well, in layman's terms, it's his ship, so he's the captain. Um, what? Is he, okay, cool. Is he elected? Uh, no, it is a... He's the owner? It's a... It's not a hierarchy. It's a... He is the son of a leader of the great house, so technically that it's it's inherited mm-hmm. power yeah. mm-hmm. um but it is his ship so it, it's not like he just was given a ship he's like you're in charge now it is his ship that he is in charge of mm. so it's his crew it's his uh basically he 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 built the ship he made his crew this is his his this is his okay. private ship so private ownership mm-hmm. um what did you roll for investigation 16 <clears throat> 16 you find um, you find 30 gold on one of these pirates. You also find um, one of them has a, while most of them have been pretty much eviscerated or beaten to death by some form or fashion of a weapon, mm-hmm. you see one of them has is wearing a cloak that is surprisingly unmarred by its recent owner's death. Mm-hmm. Um, beautifully made. It's this. Essentially, it is a cloak that is looks kind of like black, but mm-hmm. the closer you look at it, it's almost like a bluish in texture. Mm-hmm. The inner uh, coloration is also a dark, uh, almost like a dark purple mm-hmm. in in design. Has these strange kind of like scrawlings that are kind of woven through the threading. Mm-hmm. So the stitching is beautifully done. Um, very well made. The tip of the hood comes to a little bit of a point um, and it kind of covers it, the seam kind of comes across the front here so the cloak would like flap over but if you like drew it back you'd still have like partial cloak across your front as well so it like mm-hmm. layers itself crisscross across the front. It's a beautiful cloak. Um, go ahead and roll a history check for me. 
It's the cloak of your father. Daddy. It's daddy's cloak. <laughs> well, that's a six. Dad. Six. Mm-hmm. That's much more innocuous. It is vaguely familiar. Oh, snap. Not from... The make of it is not from this side of the world. Cool. Can I take it? Sure. Absolutely. Cool. He's not going to protest. Yeah, he's not going to say anything. Um, go I, ahead. And, I'd, I'd like to study it later on. Sure. Uh, have Lucius Kane go ahead and roll a uh, investigation check too, because I would assume he wants to try to find. Oh. While he's doing stuff. that, I look around Man. like, so what are we? What are we supposed to do with the bodies? Uh, the crew assures you that he they will. They will take care. <laughs> they, they, they will take care of the bodies. Um, they are currently gathering them up. We will have a lovely stew tonight. I mean. It's your proclivity. You can ask. Uh, Lucius rolled an eleven. Now we've got plenty of food. Eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also mm-hmm. finds thirty gold on one of them. Okay. After the oh, first time I did it, just go ahead and add that to yeah. his little inventory. And that's all he finds because you rolled an eleven. Okay. And did um, did I find any? Um, in, in you're just investigating. You're not looting. Uh, I mean, like, if I find something in the meantime, like, yes, I would take it, but I would mostly be, like, seeing, like, who, who their affiliation was. Sure. Go and roll an investigation check for me. <coughs> investigation. It's a 13. 13. Um, you also find 30 gold pieces amongst your uh, musings. Okay. And you do not... From what you could see, most of them look like they are... A mishmash of uniformity and design. There doesn't seem to be any like symbol that says "proud member of such and such a group." They weren't very sophisticated because they'd have buttons. Sure. That says like, "I completed the pirate program" or something. Yeah, like none that. of that on there for some reason. As, as she says, "It's actually kind of a misnomer. You don't really need buttons." And I'd like to check his pockets and stuff. Go ahead and, yeah, go ahead and roll. More for just like a, a pocket brains of some kind. So that would be 20 unnaturally. Uh, investigation check? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're looking for what specifically? Uh, 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 papers. Like essentially any sort of like intelligence. You go to look for papers or documents or anything, don't find anything. Strangely enough, the satchel that he was, that he had like slung over, like strapped across his uh, chest um, doesn't have anything in it. It is surprisingly empty, but looks like it should be full. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna... Hmm. Go ahead and make an arcana check for me. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'm kind of figuring it out. Uh, it's arcana. Mm-hmm. 16. 16. This seems to be a extra-dimensional holding device of some kind. Alright, so I'm gonna think, I'm gonna think, I'm gonna think, I'm gonna think. Actually, I don't really. Uh, have I encountered a bag of holding before? I feel like I probably have. Uh, I would say, yeah, I would say bag of holdings are not uncommon. I mean, they are uncommon, but they're not so uncommon that you wouldn't understand what it is. Okay, okay, alright. So I holler at everybody in the group and I say, hey, real quick, uh, guys, can everyone come here for a second? We need to do a, a mental exercise. Uh, what I need you to do. I need you to put your hand in this bag, and I need you to think like a pirate for just a second, mm, yeah. and try and pull out the pirate thing. Uh, minnows. Do I pull out any minnows? You do not pull out any minnows. Gold. No minnows. 
Uh, you, what'd you say? Gold. You do pull out 30 gold pieces. Nailed it. Put it in your hand there, thank you. Good. He's gonna reach in again. Good weapon! <laughs> you draw your hand up? Yeah. yeah. What comes out is a finely made uh, short sword. Uh, the handle is geometrically, uh, very geometrically pleasing. Uh, looks sturdy as all get out. Does not look very like it's well balanced yet heavier than normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, not doesn't look like it's elven or like uh, finesse design. It looks like a very sturdy stout blade. Something that a dwarf might build, nice. uh, but it definitely feels like it's well made, if not magically enchanted. Ooh, so like uh, you now have, if you want to put in your in inventory, you have yeah. a plus one short sword. Nice. He puts that in his inventory and then reaches his hand and goes, "Epic weapon." <laughs> Do you want to put your hand up? Yeah. The weapon that I'm kidding. No, you don't. <laughs> As you draw the scimitar, you know this is not. Yeah. All right, okay, all right, let's see how vague this gets. Sentimental value, and I go to try to pull something out. Yes. Roll a d100 for me. Oh, a d Yeah, uh, I'm going to say, hold on, quit messing with it, and I'm going to try, after she's done with hers, real quick, I'm going to... 22. Roll a d4 for me. Hmm. Four. Give me just a second. I hope it's a button. 22, you said? Yeah. I hope it's a button that says you tried. Uh, you you pull out a leather strap that, as you keep pulling, comes and comes and comes and comes and comes till about yeah, thirty six inches or so. Uh, there is a brass latch that is dangling on one end of it, and across the length of it, you can see pressed into it is very crude carvings. Does it look? Uh, does it look like of any, uh, I don't know, descent? Or like, is it like elvish, dwarvish? Or is it just like somebody carves some stuff on a leather belt? It looks like, make a intelligence check for me. Okay. Uh, natural 19. Our bunny is failing her intelligence check because she's trying to chew on a plastic bag. This <laughs> looks like a kid drew it. Uh, any name or anything on it? Yes. What's the name? Field. Field. What the hell kind of name is Field? F J E L D. Field. Oh, that's what kind of name. Scandinavian. Well, life of crime don't pay, I guess. Did we each get a turn to reach him? Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll take mine after you. So, I reach my hand in, uh-huh. not knowing what I'm going to find, but for some reason, thinking of pirates and all that stuff kind of brought slight memories of my temple being raided, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of thinking of home sure. when I reach in. Religious symbols? And then I pull my hand up. I don't know where I grab anything. Turns out you can get real vague with this bag. <laughs> Show me religion! Roll a d20 for me. Nice. Uh, plus, uh, no, three. Plus nothing. Three? No, nothing comes out. Nothing. Ah. Sorry. It's like my home is nothing right now. Oh. Okay. 
Wait, if we're all taking turns, Ohana would definitely like to take a turn. Sure. What do you try to get? She's looking for something that, in theory, she could sell and turn a profit on. Something of value. Mm-hmm. Roll a d20. 14? 14. Go and roll a d4 for me. Three. Three. Alrighty. Go ahead and roll a d100. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. You pull out a leather gauntlet. The carvings on this one much finer than the ones on the belt that uh, Kenneth is now holding in her hands. The fingerless gauntlet it comes about halfway up the forearm if worn by somebody, mm-hmm. and the leather carving on the in, on the inside of it. It's a darker uh, leather gauntlet, but the lighter kind of inlaid leathers that create the design look like ivy that is drawing up and around mm. kind of spreading up to the edges of the knuckles where your fingers would be cool. beautifully done cool and i'm thinking uh for some reason i feel like this guy might have been at least a little bit intelligent if mm-hmm. he had a, a more or less never-ending bag sure. uh, and i'm just gonna think for like notebook or pocketbook or spell books just i'm mm. thinking through like the notebooks that i have yet yeah, kind of just books a book, you say? Yeah, I'm thinking more specifically like the sketchbook that I have for like designs sure, sure, and drawings sure. and machinations. Roll a d20. I will, I will roll a 20-sided dice. Eight. Mm, unfortunately, there is no books inside this bag. Try your other hand. Man, my left hand books again. <laughs> uh, he puts his other arm in as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, well, okay. I'm definitely going to keep this bag holding. There you go. Is there, wait, there's a way to, hold on. Will thinks this. I don't know if Paul or if Glyph would think this. Can't you turn a bag of holding inside out and everything comes out of it? Uh, I want to say yes. That Talked is about true. about it in other campaigns. I don't know if you've ever done it though. I'm googling it. Yes, if the bag is turned inside out, its contents spill forth unharmed. So, See, so yeah, I'm just gonna do that. Actually, like <laughs> after like out. everyone else gets something, and I pull my hand out, and there's nothing. Yeah, I'm like, and me well, like, what the fuck am I? And I just turn, shake yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> now the rest of the stuff falls out. <laughs> so, um, you find. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and roll a d100. A d4, followed by a d100 for me. D4. That's yes. a four. Okay. Give me just a second. Let me go find. Let me pull my info back up here. D. Okay. And 74. 74. Just a second. What's I'll give you pink ones if I find those. Are they actually pink M&Ms? Oh, no, sponsor. I was going for Starburst. Oh, no, I was looking for Oh, I don't know. I doubt it. Give me just a second. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry. This is not working the way I wanted it to. Starburst. Somebody has fun for you. See, pink ones are not my favorite, so... Yeah. Uh, Which is apparently a You pull out... It's usually the yellow 
You pull out a piece of uh, as you, as you turn it out, and it falls to the ground. The only thing left in there is so there's another like small pouch of gold, about thirty pieces of gold or silver uh, collectively. The other thing that falls out of there is a chunk of five foot rope. Now this rope is a little different than what you normally see. It is like a thicker kind of knotted rope, but woven through it and giving it kind of this stiffer quality are pieces of metal. So almost like cable-like, but it's a mixture, it's like a hybrid of rope and metal kind of woven okay. together. And it's five feet uh, that, funnily enough, as it falls down, you can see both ends are capped with these kind of brass, like, caps on either end. So it wasn't just a chunk of five-foot rope, it is intentionally a five-foot piece of rope. Okay. Hmm. Uh, well, I'm definitely going to spend some time investigating that. Absolutely, you can. Uh, so we'll get to the uh, the mechanics of these things here in just a second. So, as the, the adrenaline of the day dies down and you're all one by one uh, congratulated and thanked by Jim Barr and, uh, again, all promised a ride on his ship anytime. Now, we uh, just made a friend! Someone write it down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Access to airship. He sends the crew to finish their duties and sends everyone back to bed to get a long rest, if need be, to continue the rest of your journey. Oh. So, in the next three days, I need a perception check from somebody here I'll in the group. It. Go ahead and roll. <laughs> I'll do it. No, one person. Oh, just one? Okay, yeah, yeah, you do that. Otherwise, it's like, everybody's rolling. Multiple. 16. 16. Very good. All right, so no strange machinations happen during this next three days of journey. During that three days... Oh, Yana, I need you to go ahead and roll another history check for me. Okay. Can I have advantage since I've been studying this cloak? Sure, why not? Seems like fun. 18? 18. It comes to you on day two. You've seen this cloak before. Way back when. In the early years of your life, before the circus, there was a group of people who swore... Ooh, there it is. She beat him to it. She didn't beat him to it. Uh, Who swore loyalty to the Vox Populi and did her bidding scouring the land for secrets and stealth. These individuals were known as the Susuri. Can you spell that? S-U-S-U-R-R-I. The Susuri. This is the... This is a well-traveled but well-made magical cloak of the Susuri. So you can put in your inventory, you now have a cloak of elven kind. Oh, nice. Stealth Liz, activate. It does give you a moment of pause, though. This is the first thing you've seen from home in a very long time. Sad Liz, activate. This is the, this is, and it is also strange. Why would a cloak from Udall make its way all the way to the Brasslands Mm -hmm. on a pirate ship? Not all, not not all mysteries are meant to be solved. Kenneth, do you want to spend time with your leather belt? Or are you just going to leave it? 
Oh yeah, I want to spend time with this thing. Okay. I figured, you know. Go ahead and you know, make a. Uh, go ahead and make an arcana check for me. Oh, I'm good at that. Lies. Eleven. Eleven. Eh, it's above a ten. We'll call it good. This gray leather belt. As you do, you, do you put it on mm-hmm. at any point? Just yeah, just I mean, yeah. I want to see if it fits. Um, Snug it up, you know. As you wear it one day, just kind of like making sure it fits and everything. You realize after a couple hours that you feel a little lighter than you did before. And after doing some experimentation, a 10 will do that to you. You realize that this belt is up to your capacity to hold weight. The field belt, as it is called, increases your carrying capacity by 10 pounds. <laughs> I feel down. stronger than ever. Uh, but yes, the childlike carvings on this belt were of sentimental value, which is why that's what you pulled when you reached in the <laughs> I could finally get that dump truck I've been dreaming about. <laughs> my, my BBL we'll is see. on its way. I can finally carry it. Watch Double years layer. from now in this campaign, Kenneth gets attacked, brutally murdered by somebody because they realized that was my papa's belt. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Papa. Um, for him. You. Easily enough to study and figure this out, you find out at one point that there is Sylvan writing on this rope. Oh, sorry, not Sylvan, Dwarven. Sorry, my bad. Okay, I was thinking I, I speak thing. Dwarven, so it's Dwarven. Easy enough to understand. There's a command word on here. You speak the command word, and you watch as the rope that's kind of laid, kind of twisted, kind of back and forth on the ground, immediately rolls and <laughs> rolls into a straight line. Pick up the rope. It's solid with the weight of metal. You have what's known as a knot rope, a K-N-O-T, or a knot wire, sorry. A knot wire, a five foot length of magical rope that turns to steel when the command word is spoken. Oh my, so when it, when the command word is spoken, that thing gets danced. How heavy does it become? Um, like, five foot steel. It's like an inch in diameter, that's probably like 30-40 pounds. Yeah, it's like a 40-45 pound piece okay. of... I, I, was thinking, I was thinking bow staff for does it become beating, erect? but now it's too heavy. Does it become yeah. erect when, like... It can be, yes. Around? But does it become erect? Like, if I twist it around someone and say the command word, does it become straight once It more? turns it... Yes, it turns into a so rod of steel. So I can't wrap around, like, have a, basically a wrap around, like, steel rod, like... Actually, it does not specify that, so I like that theory. So we're gonna go with that. It turns to steel in whatever form... You leave it at. Ooh, that's so if I wanted good. to like bind someone's feet together and then speak the command word, you now have handcuffs. What's the command word? That sounds word? like a Daddy? lot better than this stupid or? description. So yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm only with your description, Preston. Thank you for showing up just at the right moment. Awesome. Welcome back. I did so well during the combat. I killed so many people. <laughs> you did you killed somebody. Super you handy. One person. I and you healed, healed another. What? You healed someone. Yeah, for three points. Yeah. How do you have healed. healing hands? I gotta figure out. <laughs> I'm Asimar. Yeah, but I don't yeah, know. If Lucius Kane would have healing. Pull that one out of your Asimar. Um, it says on the sheet. Nevertheless, no, it's fine. When I spend some time with my weapon. You have a plus one short sword. But you've got to do the music and talk in that voice you do when you're describing things. Do you turn it into your packed weapon? Effing do not. (laughs) Then there really isn't some roleplay to do that. It's just a well-made dwarven sword that is... uh, Let's throw some roleplay in there. I mean, it's a monk weapon you can use that. 
It look roll a history check for me. Ah uh, yes, you got it. I feel like you would give it to me. <laughs> I feel like your character. Oh, one hundred percent. If it's a if it's a weapon a monk can use, it is going to be D. Um, yeah, sure. Sorry, I got that. Wisdom. Wait, his history. Said, sorry, seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, seventeen. This very likely could be made by one of the dwarves that used to live near the labs. Hard to tell. Ooh. Sentimentality. Can I give it to him to see if he, he recognizes it better? He does actually speak dwarven. Yeah. Um, so he'd be more familiar with them. Yeah, you don't need Go to Go ahead roll. and pull something out of your ass and I'll re- put my monocles on Don't really need to roll ass, for it, no. but for the most my part, ass. it's... Wait, your monocles? Uh, you have two individual monocles? Yeah. That's what glasses are. Here's the thing, at first it was, it was just one pince, idea. It was a pince nez, but it broke. <laughs> yeah, it. there weren't many dwarves at Vic Ferran whenever you guys were there, but it was a dwarven mining town at one point, so okay, it's cool. possible. And you did see a lot of stuff left by the dwarves. Weapons, armor, all kinds of stuff, so and it looks like something they would have made, so you never know. There's a possibility. I hate to be there. Food for thought. Yeah, what's up? You want to play with this? And he hands him the short sword. Hey, kid. Uh, I imagine you toss it to me and then I, like catch it with a puff of air. And it yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. <laughs> that sounds a lot better. Yeah. Yep. All right. You now have like a tomahawk. Yeah, I launch it at his head and he just catches <laughs> it with a puff of air. You now have a plus one short sword. Yeah, cool. We both have a plus one short sword now. All right, so 8, 9, 10, 11. So we're going to do one more stretch of travel after those three days. We'll do one more stretch of travel before you guys arrive at Mega City. So one more uh, perception check from somebody, please. I'll do it this time. All right. The extra 10 10 pounds. There's wonders for the eyes. Well, because you have like a minus. Uh, 14. 14. Yes. Uh, Yes. 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 Yep. Everything seems good to go. A little bit of inclement weather, but nothing too hard, uh, nothing too difficult for the crew of the Emerald Treader to avoid. Uh, After many days of travel, 15 to be exact, you all wake up one morning to the sound of the crew shouting and giving orders. As the ship begins to descend, you feel the air beginning to grow warmer as it dips out of the sky. Coming onto the top deck, you all begin to look out and see the sun is beginning to rise above these large foothills that kind of line this stretch of land out in front of you. You're still several miles off, so you can kind of begin to see in its enormity. You can see these large, again, these large foothills maybe two, three, four hundred feet in height, kind of stretching off to one side of the valley below you. Uh, you can see one of these one of these foothills looks like it was taller at one point, but after many, many years, or whether by nature or by man, it has become this kind of almost like a quarry-style like mountain where there's just nothing but tumbling rocks just coming off it in a constant just kind of digression of what, whatever it was. Remember in Colorado, that one side of the mountain kind of was just nothing but rocks oh, straight up. Such a pain to climb. A scree, thank you. Uh, it looks like, but ah! imagine one entire mountain. No side of it is not filled with rocks. That's funny, that we're not. A giant slag pile. Yes. Uh, nestled amongst, nestled amongst oh. the other foothills of this mountain range, it looks like. Uh, but that does not catch your attention as much as the sun catching now the shining symbol of science and magic in the Brasslands. This is 
Mecca City, a sprawling metropolis stretching out in front of you as far as you can see. Nestled up against the side of this mountain range, you can see stacks of white smoke billowing up into the sky itself, creating almost its own cloud line uh, along this mountain range. Miles and miles of sprawling cityscape, all glinting and glistening with this brass kind of sheen to it all. Um, it is breathtaking for some of you. It is mind-boggling for others. Mean. For some, you you may have seen it a time or two. <laughs> but this miles long, two, three, four miles of just nothing but a city, a massive sprawling city. You can see kind of poking up between some of the topography of this place, there appear to be some taller steeples in some areas, some larger kind of buildings that tower above the rest. You can distinctly see four larger buildings, almost castle-like in their design, multiple floors, and even from miles away, they're easy to make out that tower above the rest located in four different locales in the city, but they themselves pale in comparison to the one house that sits in the exact middle of this city. And the city itself is almost circular in design. It seems like everything kind of ripples out from the middle of this city. And setting in the middle, clad in bright coppery brass texture, almost gold, and white marble stone, is a massive building that towers up almost touching the clouds that the factories have made off near the uh, mountain ranges. As you all kind of take it in and see it, to those who have been here before, you recognize that as the House of the Brass Lord, the pinnacle of leadership and power here at the Brass I get Lands. a small like, vibration in my, in my pocket and I whip out this remote with a giant red button on it and I press it. It immediately collapses. <laughs> I was the bad um, guy the entire time. Oh, yep. wow. The, yeah. You spoiled the BBG oh. 10 episodes in. Great. Good it's for you. always a uh, warlock. Every time. <laughs> it really is yeah, in our campaign. I'm nice about it. Um, My bad. <laughs> but we all sail off of the other direction. You see the city itself. You also notice as you guys begin to descend and get closer, there is a constant stream of what looks to be smaller airships and other floating devices that create almost these grid patterns across the skies above Mecha City. Exactly like Coruscant, just a constant stream of these tiny, from your perspective, these tiny little vehicles or machines that are flying back and forth all in a uniformed grid-like pattern, uh, but covering the top of the city in some areas. It is massive. Um, as you guys descend, you can see the city spreading further and further out. The walls of the city at one, pro at one point probably encompassed the city as a whole, but there are some areas where the population has spilled out and beyond them and created kind of these other cities themselves, essentially, on the sides. The most noticeable off to the farthest end of the mountain range, this kind of smaller, kind of lower area, almost like a valley within the valley, um that is covered in almost like a red dust, kind of in stark contrast to the brass shininess of the city itself. There seems to be just kind of this like dust bowl off just beyond the walls of the city. Um, but that's all taken in in the few moments that you have to see this as the ship, the Emerald Treader begins to descend lower and lower and lower before touching down 
on one of the air uh, harbors here, which are in and of themselves massively tall, almost crane-like structures with large kind of flat surfaces where the ships can land next to them and still stay suspended in the air instead of landing in the sea, as in the Copper Cove's uh, prerogative. But you guys land on these at this dock. You are immediately... Uh, people begin to disembark. The crew begins their task of taking stuff down, reloading stuff, getting supplies, getting whatever you need. Um, and you guys are free to disembark and head into Mecha City itself. Okay, 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 guys. Hi. I know this great soup dumpling place just down the road. Hold on. Uh, Jimbar, uh, where is he? I'd like to talk to him. Sure. How long How, how long are you going to stay at this here port? Are you just going to head right back immediately? Or are you just you hanging out here for a while? I do not have plans to leave anytime soon. This is my home. My, oh, okay. my father's house is here, House Zahavi. You are more than welcome to visit if you want. Um, hey, dinner, I must insist you have dinner one of Yes, I must insist we yeah, I mean, to have dinner. Sounds pretty yeah. good. It's Very free, good. guys. Come on. We have to do it. Get comps. I don't like that. I love that. Uh, is there anything we can bring? Do you, do you need like a side <laughs> salad? Or? It is not necessary. My mother will make more than enough food. All right, all right. Moms um, are good at that. Would you suggest any lodgings that we might partake in? There are several within the city if you have the coin or have the need, but uh, let me think. Go ahead and pull it up here. Uh, he provides you with two locations that he has that are known: the Proud Bucket Bar. and the Noble Lantern Pub. Two larger establishments that he says are, uh, tells you guys that they are in the, he says, if you make your way towards the center of the city, surrounding the great house, you'll find the teen district. That is where most of the shops and the lodging are for. The teen district? The teen district, T-I-N. Ah, not the teens. Okay, good. The teen district. Um, that's where most of the people, if you have the coin, can rest comfortably and for longer periods of time. And if you don't have the coin, could we stay on your ship? It's not a bad idea. I, it's okay, guys. I'll pay for our lodging. We have the coin. Thank you. Um, I never okay. slipped like I slipped in one of those hammocks before, though. That I'm was, telling you. Like, was it good? I was soothed. I was soothed like a baby. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. What are the odds? I'm not saying that someone's going to come looking for us, but if someone comes looking for us, what are the odds that they're like, hey, I know where we're going to find them. A giant airship. I don't think anyone would really Who's look looking there. for us? We ain't done nothing. Uh, the ship will not be docked here indefinitely. The ship will probably leave at some point, so oh, you can stay. We could be asleep on it when it goes. Yeah, I was say, you could. Okay, so for future reference, still ways for another adventure that I haven't planned for yet. I rummage into my bag <laughs> and I whip out like you hear a bunch of bottles clanging together, and I give one healing potion to Kazidi, and I give one to to Zeph. Thanks. That was the clanking you heard as he ran past you and gave you three points of healing. Oh. I don't know what came over me. I decided to just be oh, weird and use something kind of borderline useless. So I feel okay. blessed with a question mark. Um, Why do you say that out loud? Yeah, mate, I really, I appreciate it. Oh, I'm it. sorry. The question mark was not out loud. I feel blessed? I... 
Sorry. Upward inflection. There you go. You got I it. Don't, I don't. Want yeah. So like, I, I tell him thank you, and then after he turns around, I give my potion of healing to <laughs> Zeph also, because I like open my pack and reveal all of the cure wounds bandages that I have. There you like, go. I could, if I needed to, I could probably take care of me. But You're good to go. I, yeah. You can't. So you can't. But the city is yours. What would you like let's to do? More, let's get more stuff for healing potions. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to check out of character. A few episodes ago, I did say that Zeph spent some time doing medic duty, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. if we're going to revisit that. I mean, uh, when we level up, you can get a feat called medic, where okay. you can get one d six. That would be where you get the. Ooh, I hate that. Up. I like the type. What is leveling? I've never heard of it before. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Are you guys still level three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you really still level three? Yeah. All right. Probably give you guys a level. It's yeah, you should. Beat a pirate. I'm so, like, Michelle, like, bat your eyes at him. Level <laughs> <laughs> six. No, you look like you're trying There's to tell us you're in trouble. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> look, you're distressed. Um, <laughs> you were gonna get it, and then you did that. Oh, okay. How the hell did Michelle it, become level thirteen? <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, you just powered up. But you gotta yell like a like. In, Super Saiyan takes you 13 episodes to do it though. All right. Damn it. Um, that's why you haven't leveled up. You said two yeah, episodes for no, 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 please, no. We've got so long uh, yet. Okay, so what do you guys want to do? Uh, dang, level up. Can I, can I, can I? <laughs> can we make. Um, so does okay. that herbalism kit? Everyone uses it for healing potions, but what about other potions? Oh, like essential oils? Absolutely. I do like lavender. Like, I want to make, I want to make like a haste potion or something. Or like, or a potion that just makes you. I don't know. Crazy. You should do that after we secure lodging. It's okay. I'll just spend money somewhere. Yeah. We can get lodging. Well, I like... Yes. I, what? What? Oh, sorry. Out of character. Oh, I like the uh, name of the noble... Noble... Lantern. Lantern. Noble Lantern? What about, what about the bucket place? Yeah, I don't know. Really. I bet you it's more expensive than the bu- bucket place. Yeah, the bucket place sounds like the common man's. Oh, no. um, oh you know what? What are the price differences? Is there somebody maybe I could ask? Sure. Uh, Listen, common folk, I fit among them, and they are usually pretty kind to me as long as I'm not dangerous. Uh, I'm going to ask him, hey, between these two establishments, which one? Who are you talking to? uh, Just a person I find on the street. Who do you you find? Um, You know what? A strapping young man. Hi. You you see a strapping young man who is currently, uh, currently looks like he's putting... uh, like compost or something in a flower bed oh, next to see. a small shop. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> like manure. Hey, listen. Um, I don't well, hi, to, sugar. How you do today? I don't mean to. How, oh, we're from the same place, aren't we? Um, listen, <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. Dixie stampede. <laughs> well, <laughs> my mother's name is Dixie. Fight for this. <laughs> my dad's name's Stampede. That's great. <laughs> you know. Hey, listen. I gotta ask you a question while you're doing all this work. I don't mean to interrupt, but between these two establishments, the the, the gutter bucket and the, the no, no, that's the not it. Royal no proud bucket. Proud bar bucket. And the the Proud Bucket and Noble Lantern. Between those two places, which one would you suggest we go to, and what's the major difference, if you know? I mean, price-wise, it really doesn't have a big difference. Most of the places around here keep a pretty flat fee to make it uh, easier for people to find accommodation. That's Otherwise, nice. one place would be swamped, the other place wouldn't have anything. really just depends on your... Uh, your taste for adventure, I guess. The Proud Bucket is owned by an adventurer, a former adventurer who's got so many stories. It just, it's its an agnosium in some instances. Proud Bucket, keep on trying. Uh, <laughs> I understand what you mean there. It's a little job. It's pretty funny. Um, 
the Noble Lantern is a, is a it's a good establishment, but they definitely are one of the few that allow gambling. So there's a lot of the ah, the gambling man, folk that come ooh, in late at night uh, to that one. So it gets a bit more crowded, but the Proud Bucket's a, a great homey place. There is one other place that's nearby okay. too, if you if you're interested in mm-hmm. one. It's known as the Hardy Brothel. Now I know it sounds weird, and there are Let's a few there. there are a few call girls that come in and out of that place. Uh-huh. They gotta make ends meet, but it's got the homiest little uh, places to sleep if you want to. <gasps> Oh man, you're talking about soups and slots. They they do have them there. We don't like to call it that. It's it's true name is the Hardy Brothel, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, but it is a great establishment to stay in if you want one to. One pulled in question. Do any of them have hammocks? They well, definitely sure have hammocks. I'm sure you could put hammocks in. Is there like, <laughs> is there like a premium like hammock? No, I didn't say sl- swing or sling or oh, straps. No, hammocks. I have no clue what you're talking you have to have straps on the hammock. You can't the Hardy Brothel does have a swing, but it costs you extra. You can't just lay a hammock on the ground, and then it's just a rug. A <laughs> really poorly made rug. Poorly designed rug, apparently. Hold on, hear me out. Actually, uh, it, we need to... It was soups and stoots, by the way. I think we That's have to go down. to the Hardy Brothel. Well, I think, we have to. I think, if you'll let me yeah, talk, I think there's a good reason to go there. I feel like we've... Kind of got to try and get a bead on Finlow, and we're not going to find a good bead on him at an uppity duppity place. True. I think we need to go where the skis are. Have you never hung out at gambling tables before? That's what I was saying. That place or the hardy brothel, either one. But, but like, I will say, though, that, like, the... The, like, the women that work there and stuff probably have, like, the most information. Because, like, they, they get, like, everyone, like... This is where you go to relax, to, to have catharsis. And that's where you get all the information... What's the brothel? You know what they say, harlots talk. Broth, mm-hmm. uh, soup. Harlots listen. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what I meant. Harlots very, listen. Very Always speaking out of the uh, whispering eye. Good I hate you. And logic. <laughs> I, listen, I appreciate I all you've done yeah. for us. Uh, you, thank you for all your, <laughs> your information. I hope you have the most blessed day. What was your name, you know fella? Right back at you. What's that? What was your name, fella? Dixie. Stampede. Uh, m- my name is Randall. Chili. R- Randall what? R- my, you want my surname as well? Well, yes. Yeah, Your name is Sir R- Randall. Randall. Randall Parton. Randall Parton. Yeah, I was okay. That checks out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. it, it makes mm-hmm. sense. I shake his hand. Thank him for the information. Th- thanks for the information. Like, I'm happy to help. Good luck with the whole rising again thing. I believe in you. Absolutely. I have thirty. Appreciate you. Yeah, I did. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. more to throw around. All right, I throw I throw a glove. Well, you have just the best day ever, don't you? All right, tell your tell your mama and, and your Wait, folks I say hi. Does your oh, never mind. Does you know his mom? Wait, no, you, I'm just presuming. Hey, hey oh. Randy. Sorry, can I yes. call you Randy? You can call me whatever you want. All right, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening right what? now. <laughs> uh, so, anyways. Is hey, even like your patron's of- going, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he's like wingmanning me. He's like, no, no, no. bro, what are you doing? You're doing this. Bro. Stay the course. <laughs> I dab up my patron. <laughs> you know? um, You're acting too thirsty. <laughs> no, speaking of thirsty, do you know, is there like check. any alchemy shops or whatever nearby? Alchemy shops. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, there's a couple different places that sell kind of alchemy things. Most of them are more general store areas. Let me think. Um... Most of it's going to be in the tin district if you're looking for it. Uh, somebody who might have some alchemy stuff would be the Moon Sisters. 
I feel um, like I've never me, really known Calvin. The Moon Sisters? As well as I know him when he's speaking in that voice. <laughs> Thank you, Moon Sisters. It When's feels the last real. Time I hate you. I snuck this in there, huh? <laughs> yeah, I sure did. What? Cool. That's just... what? When's the last time you blinked? <laughs> I literally, he wrote that in his notes last week. Uh, <laughs> I did not um, see it. Um... But there's plenty of other shops in the tin district if you're looking for something. Yeah, no, I think we might at some point. But guys, I feel like right now we're on a bit of a time crunch that we might be up to 15 days behind on. I think there might be some things that take priority. To the brothel! I mean, either that or the gambling. Or the gambling. Do you want to gamble? Oh, you want to, you want to gamble? Of course I do. Oh, 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 Christian, can we stay at the brothel and gamble at the yes, yes, yes. I assume that would be a possibility. Besides the gambling, that that I just know is a waste of money. I'm gonna do it though. What's gambling? You know, you don't gamble. You just throw money at people. Huh? No, I'm. They did a service, and I'm and I'm compensating for it. Is this fake gamble? Yeah, we're going to the gambling hall, and that's probably, I think that's probably where we'll stay. Maybe we go to the Hardy Brothel if we, you know, luck runs out. We have multiple but, days. So, yeah. I was so you guys say, are, you guys are going to the Noble each. Lantern Pub. Yes, that's, okay. where we, that's where we'd like to stay, and we're going to stay. Uh, so you guys. For at least a night. Okay. For tonight, at least. So you guys make your way to the Noble Noble Lantern Pub as you guys weave uh, through this area of the uh, city, kind of on the outsides of it before you reach the main gates themselves, um, walking underneath the the large arch of this city. You can see now as you begin to walk into it, it is alive with individuals and sounds uh, that just kind of fill the air around you. The sound of... Uh, chatter left and right, the sound of carts and vehicles moving all throughout. You can see as you walk through, everything seems to kind of shine with this exterior inlay of brass or copper in some way, shape, or form. Everything just has kind of like a layer of metal on it somewhere. The buildings, sometimes the streets themselves, um, the carts made of wood, but maybe with a wheel made of metal. The the buildings maybe with like a door that is half wood, half metal inlay in some way, shape, or form. Um, it is it's overwhelming in some areas. Uh, the population itself, you can kind of see, is pretty standard. There looks to be a majority of humanoid forms uh, of various sizes, shapes, and designs. Uh, you can see other, uh, you can see finer features on some of them, pointed ears on others, giving uh, elven descent to some of these things. A few shorter individuals, maybe halfling or dwarven, uh, but again, for for lack of a better term, there's not a lot of exotic races that you see in and about here. Most of it is humanoid. There are a few orcs that you'll see here and there, or half orc uh, individuals, but. That's about the extent of it. It's uh, if you do, if you're looking, you don't see him right away. So, so I stick human? out like a sore thumb. At this point, absolutely. And these two, for sure. Uh, and even the even the dragonborns, but you've always stuck out like sore thumbs. Yeah, we're kind of used yeah. to it. Most people are like, oh my um, god, you're from the draconian ones. We love, what we you, love you. Give me um, more. One thing you do notice <laughs> that does stand out on a lot of the humanoids is some of them aren't fully humanoid. And by that I mean that you see some people that walk around with maybe what looks to be their arm is, you know, they look normal, their arm looks normal, but upon closer inspection, some of their arms are 
metal or mechanical oh in, or <gasps> in design. So or some of them, lot. some of them, you see a gentleman whose whose lower extremity is definitely still his hand, but from his elbow up to his shoulder, it's like a brass arm. Uh, you see another individual uh, looks to be female. Her left leg and upper and left chest all encased in like slightly different colorations of like brass or copper um, seems to kind of carry herself with a little bit of lump on that side but like I said almost entire left side of her body is metal you see another individual his shaven head kind of shines in the now you know, rising uh, light of midday and you can see it's not gleaming because of sweat the top of his head is metal there seems to be a overwhelming amount of individuals kind of in throughout this population that have modifications of some shape or type. Um, you two, go ahead and roll a history check for me to see if you can get more in depth on this. Oh, we can. 21, blackjack. Oh, yeah. Plus, Not gambling. I got plus zero. You fool. 11. 11. Uh, easy enough to do. You can, you're collaborating on these, on these informations. These are known as, most of them would call themselves humanoid or half-elf or, you know, halfling or whatever you want to call it. But more and more often, these people have begun to call themselves under a different type of person known as a graphid. What the hell? Spell, please. G-R-A-P-H-I-D. A graphid. Mm. What that is. Essentially, it is, yeah, for lack of a fantastical term, it's part cyborg. Sweet. They have, in, they have, whether by trade or by necessity, have replaced parts of their natural organic form with more rigorous and longer-lasting metal pieces. Okay, so how do I get one? We tried to do it to Glyph one time, but... His appendage just grew back. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah, uh, so my tail, they, they chopped it off. They're like, hey, what if we gave you a metal tail and I could use it? It was sick. Like it had like a scorpion stinger on it. And, it yeah. was actually, it was very cool. Uh, don't get me wrong, I like my tail, but uh, this one would have been a little bit better. But uh, does it does it hurt con like conduit, like being a conduit for magic at all? Like when you replace your organic self with the inorganic? Oh no, it's well, no, so, no, no, no. Yeah, it's it's oh, so, so here's like... the thing, it's just a natural ability to regrow just my tail. So okay. like they chopped it off uh in the evening, slept on it, okay. the next morning, already had eighteen inches of tail. Yeah. So so if, if I cut off your tail right now yeah. Tomorrow morning I'd have about a foot and a half of tail. Okay. That's cool. I mean I'd prefer yeah, so if you didn't a, it hurts. A it's a I, part I, of me. I'm not I'm not gonna do that. You have to admit, and when it's fully grown within about a week, it's very nice and shiny and new. It's a nice tie. It looks good, yeah. As the party finishes this conversation, you have now made your way past the populations of this city. And after eh, after after almost an hour of walking, you've now made your way deeper into the city where the populations get more dense, but the residents get more sparse. As there is now uh, other districts, and you now find yourselves in what you assume to be the Tin District, where everything turns into more... Uh, shops and stores of various types and designs there seems to be uh the, this is the place where everything gathers and you can see you find yourselves again near the middle of the city where the towering uh brass lord 
keep is again hovering towering above everything around you but out here it seems to be this is where the locals and travelers gather to trade and buy and sell um you are in the tin district but you can see that there are several places to stay and to eat and you you can see there are dozens if not I was gonna say hundreds, but that's inaccurate. There are there are dozens of places that you that you could stay, uh, that you Baker's could stay and rest if you wanted to. Taverns, inns of uh, all shapes and sizes. But after asking around, you guys are able to find yourselves uh, passing through what everyone's calling the scrap market, which is the open the open air bazaar of the city. Uh, about two hundred yards from side to side, this place is full of tents and carts of all kinds where people, again, buy, sell, trade, and even barter their wares here in the uh, in Mecca City. The the scrap market is directly adjacent to the walls of the Brass Lord's Keep and it is, for most, most of the day, overshadowed by the keep itself casting a large shadow across the scrap market. But just across the other side of the scrap market, you are directed to none other than the Noble Lantern Pub. You can hear the sound of individuals kind of going in and out throughout the day. It seems like people are stopping to eat food here, um, walking in. There doesn't seem to be a lot of uh, patrons here, but the ones that are here seem to be eating their food and having a pretty uh, good time. This two-story building is standing out amongst the rest of the brass and copper uh, tones of this city in that it has a blue shingled roof that kind of stands out amongst it's a pleasant color a little faded if not from the constant uh beating of the sun but as you walk in the first thing you notice is impossibly clean it is floor to ceiling Everything has a place and everything is in its place. The smell, even the air itself, does not have the smell of wet wood or stale breads and ale. It smells clean. I start to cry, I start to mist up a little bit. And as you guys step step through the the large kind of like swinging door that kind of swings from both ways, kind of opens up into the uh, pub itself and you hear the little bell jingle as it opens up, ding, ding, ding. Uh, as you guys step into uh, the pub itself. Mr. Clean. I didn't know if anyone was going to notice that. Inspiration for that. Thank you. Um, as you all step in, you can see again, there's maybe there's maybe probably eight or nine uh, patrons kind of sitting down eating food. You can see uh, looks to be two uh, humanoids kind of mingling in and out, setting down drinks, setting down food, kind of making their way. Uh, they kind of nod at you all as you step in. And you can see standing at the bar itself, this kind of longer bar, you can see an individual standing probably seven, eight feet tall, uh, wearing kind of this long kind of brown and white uh, tunic. And they're up there just kind of like slowly cleaning a bottle and they look up at you and kind of wave as they see you all come in. Uh, Standing taller than most people, their arms come down to maybe half their torso. Uh, their head is uh, shaven clean with uh, looks to be kind of a little bit of hair kind of maybe gr- slightly growing in the back. And their uh, slightly pointed ears kind of give uh, credence to the fact that they are maybe elven descent? Hard to tell. When you say uh, hands, ha- arms halfway down the torso, are we talking about little short, like... Their arms are much shorter than arms? they should be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Arms are much shorter than they should be. But you can oh, see... Oh, does he have mech legs? 
Uh, you cannot see them. They are his. His tunic covers m- all of his body. Oh my gosh! I it's three kobolds out. in a trench coat. As you as you walk up, uh, <laughs> he, he kind of looks. He kind of looks to you guys and. Huh. Afternoon, Tia. What can I do? What can I do? Welcome to the the noble Lantern Pub. My I'm name just is. Looking. My name is Finn. What can I? What can I do for Finn you? Finn. What? What's your last name? Finn. Finn. Yeah, everyone just calls me Finn. I'm. I. I don't. I don't. Don't really use the last name. Don't you need one? Finn High or Finn? We we salute Finn. <laughs> at, at at your service. This this is an immaculate. We're the clients. Yep, immaculate. Well, thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank you very well. much. We take. Well, I take pride in uh, how well clean my establishment is. Do you do, do you do this by yourself or just like a staff? Oh, we have some employees here. Oh, that's but pretty cool. I'm Lucius, by the way. Here. Pleasure to meet you, Lucius. Ah, oh, nice. Pretty cool. This guy's pretty uh, cool. Can I get you anything? Drinks? Food? What, what's, what yes, can I do for I you? I would like one alcohol. <laughs> one alcohol? Could we yes. see the rooms that you have to let? <laughs> of course, of course. We have plenty of room. How many would you be needing? Uh, how many to, like, like how many fits in a room? Uh, At least comfortably. two. Yeah, two comfortably, I would say, would could fit in oh, some of our we rooms. We need at least two rooms. Um, Wait, what? No. Well, they're not they're large by any means. It's mostly for. I have this thing. We can get some larger ones if if we can we can we have a few larger spaces up top we could turn into a sleeping arrangement if I mean, that's if as much we If we could get a couple like yeah, that'd be handy. Like maybe one for eight, a two for four. Would it that'd be a be six of you? I could probably find a place for six of you if you if you okay. Want what to. about seven? It, I'll put my back. He can be in the corner. He likes the bed, hey, There actually is a true He's setup. And, uh, that just, like, no. for whose sake? pad on pothole. I'm like, gonna, he's gonna... He does look like a little space. How much on you have there? Pothole's his name, is it? Yeah, he's all right, you know. Oh, Liquor right. him up. <laughs> We're not gonna do that, Tom actually. Tom drink, do that? Oh, yeah, yes. this one no, does. No. Yeah, he's a... He's a, he's a technical... He puts on a real show. He'll... No, 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 no. Why isn't he a graphic? Right, right. Because um, he's not part. I could probably fit six or seven of you in, in one of the large rooms upstairs. It would it'd take us a uh, better half of the day to get it all gussied up for you, but we could definitely do it. I bet you can have friends. That's perfectly fine. Sure, sure, sure. Um, oh, I'm sure. I run you. Yeah. Standard rate is. Uh, be uh, th- two silver a night for the, right. the room? Right. This would be fine. Yeah, sure, I give him, uh, I give him a gold from the pouch that we got from the dead pirate. Certainly, like, yeah, certainly. For at least a couple days. Yeah, so it's it's going to be, it's gonna be three, three oh, or four days. Absolutely. Fun. Happy to help. And anything you need, just ask. Well, yeah. actually, uh, we heard a whisper that there may or may not be a little bit of a dice rolling, a card shuffling going on here. Oh, yes. The Noble the noble Lantern Pub is well known for its gambling establishment. We usually wait until after sunset to start opening up the gambling tables, you know, to let the, the populace. But you're more than welcome to set up games and stuff. We can... We've got a few tables near. If you turn around the corner here, and as he kind of points, you can see that the the front of the bar kind of takes up kind of the front half of this building, and it kind of almost like a upside down L kind of loops around to the other side. So there's like longer tables out here in the front where people are sitting, four or six people per table. But around the other side, you can hear kind of the sound of like more muttering and more stuff. And it looks like it turns into almost kind of like bookstore-ish where it's more like, or like a Starbucks in a bookstore-esque where it comes to like maybe two seats per table. And uh, it looks like there's some other like longer tables and stuff there. So it looks like the gambling seems to happen. That's near the casino-esque area. Jeez. Well, uh, the casino, I just out. smacked the microphone. Uh, 
That's for you, Adi. It's sort of most of the gambling happens, but it expands into the, the main room uh, when the sun goes down. So that's when most of our clientele come in. But you're more than welcome to head in there. We got some cards, some games, all kinds of stuff. What tend to be the most popular games? Oh, well, here at the Noble Lantern Pub, we actually invented one of the gambling games. Uh, it's quite popular here in Mecca City. It's called Devil's Dice. Have you heard Ooh. of it? Tell me yes, more. I have. Well, have you? I'd yeah. like to make a perception check. Make a perception check. check? Yeah. Okay. Insight. All right, I'm making, I'm making I'm a perception <laughs> check. Insight, I think I'm Can't read his freaking dice. 17. Oh, too bad. I got a natural 17 minus 2 of 15. Mm. Yeah, he knows what double dice is. Yeah, but... Really? What is it? This sounds great. So, you got... Uh-huh. The devil himself. Uh-huh. And some <laughs> can I, Okay, can I roll a straight uh-huh. up... Can I roll a straight up, like, luck check or, like, intelligence check or something? No, you have nothing to go off. I, I know. No prior I think you have to lie to me. You I have very, got to improv. Roll variant dice. I'm improving right now. I'm rolling for improv. That's a dice. It's not an 18. improv. 18. Yeah. Uh, you know it has something to do with three dice. So you got three dice. Uh-huh. Oh, you have played Devil's Dice. That's very impressive. <laughs> yeah, you, you, uh, you, uh, uh, I have to use a restroom. Can, do you know where the restroom is? Like, oh, certainly. Right around the corner. Okay, cool. You, you explain. I gotta go. Yes, right, could, right, right. Yes. Could you please explain? So basically he breaks it, Finn breaks it down for you and explains that Devil's Dice mm-hmm. is a game where you place your bets and roll a die. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially what happens is that you, you place your bet of however much gold you want and you roll a d6. Mm-hmm. What then the dealer does, the dealer then rolls three d6. If any of his dice match your die, you get that number back in multiplier to what your what your, your bet, bet is. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you roll uh, a, a four on your dice and I roll two fours, it's now doubled. If I roll three, it's now tripled. And if you roll none... If you roll none, you you lose at that point. But that's if, if none of them bet. match. If none of them match, but it's it's a large it's a large party thing. So everyone bets and everyone rolls a die. And if any of them match, then you get. I'm no math magician, but this sounds really math tricky. Math magician. Uh, but that is the that is the that's cool. that is the house game. And there are other gambling games here that you could definitely play. But that is the game that is invented here. At the right. noble lantern. I think it might be a good idea to go upstairs and unpack. And yeah, come down bad. when it gets pretty lively. Certainly. You're more than welcome. Uh, room, uh, you, you give us a couple hours to set up the room for you. Uh, you're more than welcome to stay down here and eat, get a drink if you want. Uh, welcome to peruse around the rest of the tin district. We've got a lot, a lot of interesting things out there, but uh, give us about four hours per se and we'll, we'll have the rooms ready for you. Are there any training facilities for fighters around here? Training facilities. Yeah. Well, not here in the tin. Not here in the tin district. Any training facilities would most likely be, um, (sighs) most likely in the carbon district, where you know most of the municipal places are. Mm. Thank you. Is there a blood district? I'm sorry. A blood district. Has iron in it. There's no blood. No, no blood district. There is an iron district if you. Oh, there's not much. No. Well, no. There's no iron district. It's the iron pen. If it really, it's the. The pen of blood. No, it's it's the jail. If you if I you get arrested, it, you get thrown thrown in the iron pen. <laughs> I just like freaking people out. It's really funny. I just chill, blink once in a while. Wait, was that I didn't blink. I'm blinking right now. I'm proud But I, I just I don't I can't tell if we're if we're talking to Preston or or Lucius is aspect of me, but I don't know. Where yeah, I'm gonna go begins. to the uh, <laughs> the old pawn shop, kind of across the street, the old buy sale trade. I'm gonna have to role play it tonight, but I might do some perusing, see what's over there. Yeah. I so. 
love to ask Finn a question at some point. Certainly. What can I do for you? Um, Let me see your legs. <laughs> no, please ignore them. Um, get my legs. I just want I, to see if he had robot legs. I'm sorry. No, you're oh, no, miss. I don't have robot legs. I'm just a misproportioned halfling. You know how it goes. <laughs> I don't. That's cool, though. <laughs> um, you're beautiful as you are. A, an acquaintance of my family's I had once heard was perhaps back in the city. Um, name of Henry Finlow. Do you happen to know or to happen to have heard of them? Finlow, Finlow, Finlow. Nope, name doesn't ring a bell. Sorry about that. Mm, Are you lying? No. Inside check. Yeah, inside check. Mm-hmm. Go, I'm not making the inside check. Mm-hmm. My, my friend is, though. <laughs> oh, dang! That's oh, pretty no, good! Ten. 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 That's double digits. Hard to read. Also roll an inside check. No. Oh, that was stopped by the candy, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Stopped by the f- candy. Four. Four? Yeah. Yeah. Hard to tell. Like that. Seems Man. seems like he's Stop speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, candy. Have a truck problem. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. for the next four hours, you guys are more than are welcome to peruse and explore as your room is being prepared at the Noble Lantern Pub. pub? What I said? Yeah, Noble Lantern pub. pub. Noble Lantern Pub. As that is where we're going to end tonight's episode and resume next week. As you have made it to Mecca City and now and we'll level, the and level four. four. Yes, and now. Yay! That's what happens when you beat some pirates. Dude. Um, Oh, wait, we we interrupted Calvin's goodbye. You'll get to level four uh, this week, and you'll go ahead and launch into next week, continuing your investigation to find Henry Finlow. But thank you guys so much for playing, Preston. Thank you for coming in later, but playing. Love you so much. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to the two people that have vocalized that they actually are listening to this podcast. We love you so very much. We'll see you all next time. Goodbye. Kisses. Thanks for listening to the Wild Magic School Bus. I hope you had as much fun listening as we did making this for you. You can catch new episodes each Monday on whatever podcasting platform you use. And while you're there, leave us a review if you want. It actually helps us out. We've got socials, too. You can follow us on Reddit at r slash wildmagicschoolbus, send us a subtweet at wildmagicschoolbuspod, or follow our Instagram at wildmagicpod. Either way, stop by and say hi. We're always happy to meet new friends. See you next time. Really trying to find ways. I don't. Lines I don't be. have an opening line. Someone say something. Another sexual. good one would have been that couldn't have possibly happened in six thousand years. True. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's. Okay, the problem is we were talking too much about serious stuff, and we need to do yeah. some jokes. Yeah, facts, we need facts. To get some funnies. Yeah, yeah. Non-mean funnies. Okay, okay. Funny. Uh, I'll, I'll think of one. Usually something weird and sexual. Yeah, usually <laughs> something. <laughs> Kelvin. <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> Oh wait! I thought you were well, saying Calvin was something weird and sexual. I mean, wait. Th- this no. Did, no, no. You, <laughs> did you guys hear that Seth Rogen was convicted of being a spy? No. Yeah, no. he's being charged with high treason. <laughs> Start it up! Let's go. High treason. Uh, I get the high part. <laughs>
being a spy for like another country. Yeah, but he's not a spy. It's a joke. No, it's not. Hey guys, uh, Will here. As we get started, Seth Rogen is not a spy or Allegedly. a foreign actor. As as far as we here at the Isn't Wild Magic School was no. Holy shit. He is a foreign actor. Wait, Is Seth on. Rogen Canadian? Hold on, we're looking at Benedict a... Cumberbatch, that's who I was thinking. Yeah, he for sure is Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that jawline, that dude is from Ooh. Saskatoon. You know, one you'd never guess? Hugh Laurie. From House? Yeah. Yes, he's British. No, he's Canadian! He's, he's Canadian. British. That dude is from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. <laughs> he speaks dirty French and you know it. Uh, Seth Rogen is from Vancouver. <laughs> nice! What a Foreign actor! <laughs> Boom! I, let's do the joke again, but I'm gonna be like, you mean he's a foreign actor? <laughs> Calvin, save us! <laughs> no, we're getting. I feel like we're working up to it. We're getting the poop out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 